Welcome to the cockpit. My name's Ryan and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am oh so excited to talk to all of you boys and girls in the chat. We are going to do this the same way we do it every week. We're going to start call-ins at 8.15 and we are going to do three minutes on the clock for each caller. I want to hear your thoughts on the New York Jets. Tonight's question, what's your draft wish list? That's what we're going to wind up talking about before we get into my thoughts on my draft wish list, make sure you hit that like button. Helps out the algorithm. And I do want to get to a comment. What I'm going to do every time we start a live stream now, I'm going to pull a comment from the previous live stream. Uh, and we can kind of discuss it. This one, since we're talking about the draft, let's pull up uh, Mr. Ryan Ward. Strong name. I like it. So Ryan commented, he says, here's my mock for the Jets' first four picks he says, Thibodeau at 4, Wilson at 10, Elam at 35, Brisker at 38. Let me know what you think. All right. Thibodeau at 4, love the edge rusher. Absolutely think it's a great pick. Garrett Wilson at number 10. We just found out he is visiting the New York Jets along with Chris Alave and Traylon Burks, so I think that is entirely in the conversation. Kair Elam, I've said I really like Elam a lot. He is the cornerback from Florida. He is the son of former Jet safety... Elam, can't think of his first name right now. Uh, he was traded in the Mark Sanchez draft. Or traded When we traded for Mark Sanchez, we traded him to the Browns. His uncle was drafted by the Ravens when Joe Douglas was there. So there's a little bit of uh, familial ties to everything uh, around Elam. So I like that pick a lot. I think he's a great corner as well. Uh, Brisker at 38. From everything I heard about Brisker's pro day at Penn State, Absolutely awesome. I'm not sure if Elam or Brisker wind up falling to the second round because of how good I do think they are, but I think this is really, really cool. So Ryan, thank you for commenting on last week's stream. Um, all right. So what has happened over the course of the last day or so? Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and Traylon Burks are all meeting with the New York Jets. This is good. It's kind of something we expected. I would envision all of the major players at wide receiver for the first probably three rounds um, meeting with the Jets. You get 30 pre-draft visits that you're allowed to use. So clearly wide receiver is a big area of need and the Jets are currently spending some of those top, not top, but some of those 30 visits on the wide receiver position. We cut Ryan Griffin today or release Ryan Griffin, however you want to word it. Saves us $3 million dollars. It's the right move. I think a lot of us thought that was coming. My guess would be he probably wanted to be cut so he might have a chance to sign with a new team prior to the draft. Can't blame him. Because once the draft comes around, if they already sign, uh, if, they, if someone drafts a tight end, it just means one less team bidding for your services. I had this discussion with one of my friends today, too. He had mentioned, what do you think about Jarvis Landry and like where he's going to end up? And I said, I think he probably waits till after the draft uh, to sign at this point, or I think teams will wait till after the draft because this is a very deep uh, class. Not so top-heavy, but definitely deep. 
I see some comments in there. Matt says, can we cut Greg Van Roten next? He's probably not too far behind. I would imagine if there's no timeline on his money that he's owed, we'll roll into, you know, the season or at least training camp with him and then maybe move on from him afterwards if we don't like the way he's kind of performed. Where else was I going with this? I had something else I wanted to say. Oh, Drake London. So for those of you that don't know, Drake London is having his pro day moved and he's blaming it on a hamstring. Now, there's a lot of speculation around the league that the ankle is not fully healed, which means he's not going to be able to run, which is a huge concern because the whole reason he is deemed like a top 15, top 10 pick is because he's now healthy, is going to run around a, around a 4-5 and his you know athletic traits. But if he's not healthy and he can't hit those numbers and you don't know what numbers he's going to hit, it could definitely be... Uh, definitely be an issue. I think Drake London... So I have a video coming out tomorrow on Chris Sims' top five wide receivers, and I have Drake London in my top five. If it's true the ankle is not holding up well, uh, and that is the actual reason for why his pro day is being moved, he would be out of my top five, uh, 100%. Now, I do think, talent-wise, he's there. I'm not, I guess I'm more concerned about an ankle than I am concerned about an ACL. So I like Jameson Williams... I like George Pickens. The ankle, if not healthy now, is, is concerning, I think. Gary B. points out it was Abram Elam was the Jets' safety. I knew it was something. Couldn't, couldn't quite put my finger on it. Uh, I see Jerome Stacks. Strax. He says... Oops, let me move this up. Let's make this a little bit bigger. Bam. Uh, he says... Stingley is an injury waiting to happen. So from everything I've heard, he's fully healthy and he's expected to light up his pro day, which is going to be interesting to see because how do you value him? We haven't seen him really play phenomenally well since his freshman year. Now were guys throwing away from him the last two years? Was the injuries, you know, still a concern? Going to be interesting. Going to be interesting. Russia drops in with a super chat. Thank you, Russia. Uh, says, what are the chances of DK Metcalf to the Jets? I think it's possible. Um, I, I don't want to assign like a, a number to it, but I do think that he probably has some type of report with Elijah Moore. So as long as that's good, I think he would want to re-sign with the New York Jets. I think we would absolutely give up, at the very least, two second-round picks and a third-round pick for him, if not some type of trade-down, trade-up scenario with the Seahawks. I don't think we get him for number 10. I really don't. I think there's a bad optic of trading away um, DK for your original pick. So I don't think that winds up happening. I don't know. I, AJ Brown, to me, is the more intriguing one. Like I, I like Metcalf a lot, and I would definitely sign up for him. Um, AJ Brown's kind of the one I, I would like to have because he's so close with Elijah Moore. Now, if you have those guys, you know, battling each other all the time. I think it's it's really cool to see that dynamic week in and week out. Um, but hey, Jets just need number one wide receiver, and I'll take it any way I can get it. We just don't want to be like the Washington Commanders and trade for a quarterback just before three better quarterbacks wind up going uh, just after you. So you want to kind of figure it all out. Huey, what's up, dude? I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, he says, Will Fuller might be sneaky good grab for depth if at the right price. 
I wouldn't mind it at the right price. And I think that's a, that's a key part to this whole thing because I don't like Will Fuller at all from an injury perspective. But if the price isn't too bad, I don't mind making that move. I have a gut feeling he's going to end up with Watson in Cleveland. Um, sort of my thought. Duncan says, 30 visits. Interesting to see how we spread them out across the positions. Edge, wide receiver, etc. Yeah, I would imagine edge receiver, linebacker, safety, maybe an O-lineman. Like a center is probably on that list. But I would bet the majority of guys will probably be the top-end receivers. Like It might be like 8 to 10 receivers. It's probably 5 to 6 edge rushers, and then the rest kind of sprinkled out. Just my guess. I don't, I don't know if there's any truth to... <laughs> That's what I'm saying, but it, it seems like it makes sense. Um, Joe S. says, I'd rather have Brown than Metcalf. So would I. Uh, Robbie Cavanaugh agrees. He says, I'd def prefer A.J. Brown. I would give up number 10 for A.J. I agree two seconds for D.K. I, I would say both my starting points for both receivers, or any receiver that we're trading for, two seconds and a third, show me someone who's going to beat that. Because until someone can beat that, I'm not offering number 10. I think there's a reason the Jets didn't want to offer 10 for Tyree Kill. Not that I think it would have mattered anyway because he was going to sign with the Dolphins, but I get the feeling that they feel similar to how I feel where they don't love any of the receivers in the top 10, but in a trade-down scenario or a trade-up scenario from the second round, I think they do like them. Um, so I would... <laughs> I'd be careful. I like giving away some of those second and third round picks to move back into the first as opposed to, uh, you know, going at the top end of the round. But hey, if you get an established receiver, all about trading for him. Afram says, don't be surprised if the Jets took a trade for Cooks. I have no problem with the Jets trading for Cooks. From my understanding is they don't want to trade him right now, um, but that could be wrong. The If they wanted to trade him, it's going to depend on where he wants to go. And will he want to sign an extension? Because he's in the last year of his deal. Like, I don't want to trade for someone who doesn't want to be here. I haven't even had a sip of my beer. Look at that. Starship IPA. That's how I should do ads. Have, like, the beer sponsor right there. Got to get on that. Don't have a beer sponsor. What stud receiver doesn't have issues, says Stephen Engel. It's a valid question. If you're looking at, you know, some of the some of the receivers, like Amari Cooper had the contract, Ridley's got the gambling, Tyreek Hill's got the uh, the bad person thing, um, DK Metcalf. I <laughs> there's something a little diva e about him, but I I'm okay with that. Like, you know, hindsight, I would have taken Terrell Owens or Randy Moss. Like, no questions asked. So. No problem with DK. But that's sort of like, I guess, maybe his knock, along with the massive contract. A.J. Brown. Maybe it's like a health thing. I don't know. I'd have to look at his games and see how healthy he was for his entire career because I have heard rumors that there was, like, lingering issues that kind of got annoying. Um, Chase Claypool. Cheaper contract. Not too bad. But is he an elite number one? Probably not. But he probably solves your position at least for, you know, a year. 
Chris says DK greater than AJ. I think he certainly has more physical gifts than AJ, for sure. I don't think that's too uh, too crazy to think. Uh, Scoob says, would you trade 38 for Cooks? Absolutely not. No, I would not do that. Uh, I don't like Cooks that much. If it was a mid-round pick because he's going into the last year of his contract, sure, no problem. His contract's fine. It's not like you're you're paying a monster deal. I think it's like 12 or $13 million if he's traded, so it's really, really okay. Jets, Mets, Knicks, uh, <laughs> New York Jets, Mets, Knicks survivor says, you've seen the Eagles-Saints exchange eight draft picks next two years. Yeah, so the Saints own 16 and 19, and they gave up a first-round pick. Well, they gave up their 18th pick this year, plus they gave up a first next year. So I think the Eagles made out well with this, but the two picks involved uh, for the Saints that they have this year, 15 and 19, if you package those together, it's like exactly 1,800 points, which is what the number four overall pick is worth. Uh, and if all we got in a trade down was two first round picks this year, I'm okay with that. Now, I think the the interesting part of a trade down scenario is what are we willing to accept and what are the Texans and the Giants willing to accept? Because there's that little bit of a, a worry, right? Like, I don't think the Lions are trading out of two, but I do think the Texans could trade out of three. And then it's like, okay, does Carolina offer enough to come up? Does Atlanta offer enough to come up? Like, just because the Jets say they would accept certain certain terms doesn't mean other teams might accept a little less to slide back. So it's interesting. But I definitely, I love the trade, and I think it's a great trade for the Eagles. I think if the Saints want to try and get their quarterback, it's a good trade for them. Uh, and look, I think the Jets have some sort of report with the, with the Saints, so I think it's definitely possible there. Chair run drops in a super chat thank you dude he says i think edge and offensive tackle are a possibility with our two first would you pass on neil or i at 10 especially if sauce and wilson are gone uh if we go edge at four and neil or Iquanu are there at 10 i see i don't think that's going to happen though because i do think that the jags go with an o-lineman i mean i guess they they might not but i definitely think the giants are going to take one and i think the Seahawks, if they don't try to trade up for a quarterback, are probably going to take one. So, and then depending on when the quarterback goes, I think Carolina is squarely in play as well. So if one of those tackles were there, would I take them? It depends who else is there and how much we feel we could get for Becton or Fant in a trade. I would like to run it back with Becton and Fant one more year before we invest heavily into an offensive lineman. Joe Douglas has that acumen of like a, a draft guru on the offensive side of the or on the offensive line side of the ball so earn that like hit on some third fourth fifth rounders don't spend a top 10 pick on an offensive lineman after spending two top 14 picks the last two years so i i would say no i don't want that i would if we went edge at four and we couldn't trade down from 10 and the tackles are there i would probably if we're not thinking wide receiver um sauce is gone i'm probably looking linebacker personally I think I'd look at Nicobe Dean. I'd look at Devin Lloyd. It's higher than I would want to take them, but if you're kind of forcing my hand, maybe I would I would go that route. Maybe they like another one of the corners. I think that's entirely possible as well. Uh, all right, boys and girls. We are at that 815 mark. Pull up the phone number. 
and the Google Voice. I probably should have tested this first to make sure it was actually working, but I think it looks like it's good. So we're gonna do some phone calls. You get three minutes on the clock. Phone number's on the screen. I wanna hear how you, what is your draft wish list? My draft wish list, Edge, no, sorry, Sauce, then Edge, or I should say Edge at four, Sauce at 10, receiver at 35, or a trade up into the first for a receiver, and then safety at 38. That would be my wish list if I didn't have to go too, too crazy. Oh, man, we got a call. Who is it? Call from Vinny. What's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. What's up? I haven't talked to you in a while. Hold on one second. Everyone else can hear you, but I can't. All right. Sorry. Try that again. Hello? All right. I can hear you. What's up, brother? What's up? It's been a while since I've talked to you. How have you been? I know. It's been quite some time. So talk to me. I know, some strange shit happened to me since then. Oh, geez. Uh, do I'll I want to know? I'll make it. Yeah, <laughs> no. So you know, you, you ever use a dating app? Of course. No, I have not. I've watched other people do it. I've been with Becca for a long time. Okay, so so I got a dating app, but sometimes it hooks you up with girls that are international. Okay. So guess where this dating app hooks me up with a girl from? I have no idea. Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell do you say to a girl in the middle what, of a war zone? What app are you on that you can't set a radius? You're not in Eastern Europe. No, the app lets, the app lets certain people use travel modes where they can date like people from other countries. Maybe she's just saying she's from Ukraine. No, like, sure no, it said, no, you can see, no, you can see, no, no, she wrote everything in, no, she wrote the first half of her stuff in Ukrainian. <laughs> Interesting. So did you swipe left or right? I swiped, but I didn't know what to. I didn't know what to say. I'll tell you that I didn't know what to say, and that conversation fell apart faster than a Russian tank getting hit by a javelin. <laughs> All and right, that, let's kick it enough, back to Jet enough. stuff. Talk to me. What are you feeling about the Jets? What's your draft wish list? Well, I want Edge first. I want Edge wide receiver. I do want to get another tight end. Mm-hmm. Some linebacker help, safety, running back. I think after that, mainly just depth spots. Mm-hmm. The so, thing is, the Jets are the funny, the funny thing is the Jets are being incredibly blunt about what they want this off season. Mm-hmm. Yet every time you see a mock draft, it's always the same shit. It's always you say Kyle Hamilton, mm-hmm. Sauce It's always the same players that like they've been saying since day one of this off season. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think Hamilton's probably a reach. I don't think that one happens, but I do think there's enough smoke around Sauce. Like I really think our our board might be an edge rusher at four, sauce, or a trade down. And it might be sauce slash trade down, depending on how much we are actually, like, offered. Yeah, no. um, I don't know if they're going to go sauce. Like, you, you've heard basically, like, Salah said it. You know, he said, you want to fix the secondary, hit the quarterback. So sure. it's like, I... But that's the thing. I mean, they can still do that. that. They prioritize the front four. Mm-hmm. And like I said, they just, they just spent a bunch of... A, a sizable amount on uh, corners, this free agency. Yeah, so, but like, it's not, if, like, they're overly go... so, I don't think. Like, because Reed at $11 million a year, while that's, like, a nice chunk of change, he's only guaranteed money for two years. So I, th- I view him more as, like, a Bryce Hall uh, in two years' time, who do you resign? where the other position, I think most people probably don't want to have Bryce Hall, like, start. I mean, maybe they do, but, like, 
I don't think you could go wrong by by relegating him to the third, you know, slot there. But I don't like that. I think you're out of here. You got the double chicken. I hit the button. I wasn't sure if it would go the first time. <laughs> Thank you, Vinny. Always good to talk to you. Phone numbers on the screen. What's your draft wish list? Let's go like a mock draft, like how you want things to go, not just like position. Who we got? Call from Zach from Jersey. What's good, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, what's going on? Oh, not too much. I'm hanging in there. Talk to me. What is your draft wish list? Uh, any of the top edges at four, and then whatever great talent falls to us at ten. Um, look, I like a lot of your takes and stuff, but mm-hmm. I just cannot get behind taking a corner at number four. <laughs> like this, this entire defense is based around having your front four guys get consistent pressure every play. And sure. I, so we're I do in the wanna, perfect place to do it right now. It, well, I definitely want to like make it known. I'm I'm a hundred percent on edge with one of those first two picks, and I'm cool with the trade down. I don't care if we stay at four and the pick is not an edge, and we don't trade down. I'm going to be really ticked off if it's not sauce. I don't know what other position you could go at four that would make me feel okay. Like, I don't want Hamilton. I don't want an offensive lineman at four. Um, so I would say uh, I'm, I mean, I'm you got to think, we got one year left of George Fan, right? Like, yeah. well, I, I, I would be equally upset. I mean, obviously, like, they're all great talents at pick number four, but, like, sauce and, uh, and offensive tackle, I'm like – I would be like kind of upset that we didn't get an edge, but I have like equal feelings about them. To me, it's like that pick just has to be edge. I'm literally fine taking the fourth best edge in the draft, mm-hmm. whichever one isn't, whichever one's available. I don't even care if three go above us. We need a serious guy that's going to come in opposite Carl Lawson with Quincy, I mean, uh, Quinn Williams in the middle mm-hmm. and uh, set the tone for the defense. Yeah, look, I, I 100% agree. I think we need an edge rusher. I think if if the worst-case scenario happens and the top three go edge, 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 let's say it's Hutchinson, Hamilton, Walker, or uh, Hutchinson, uh, Kayvon, Walker, then, yeah, I'm taking Jermaine Johnson. If, sure. I mean, I, yeah. if what, what happens if an edge doesn't go? Like, what if they go O-line one, quarterback two, safety three, and now you have all these edges there? Like, I'm taking sauce at four because I know the Giants are going to take an offensive lineman. I know Carolina uh, is looking know. O-line or corner. Uh, sorry, O-line or quarterback. Then I think the first edge comes off the board at the Giants pick at seven. At eight, I think there's a good shot it winds up being wide receiver. Nine could be an offensive lineman, could be an edge rusher, I guess. But that means at worst you're getting the third best edge rusher at 10. So like there, there's certain ways, depending on how that first three fall, is how I sort of approach it. Um, if two edge rushers go ahead of us, then yeah, take the edge rusher at four. I think that makes perfect sense. I see the logic. I'm just, not, I just wouldn't want to take any risk. I need, we need an edge, like someone good's going to be there at 10. If sauce falls, that would be great. If we have, if we're forced to take one of the two top tackles, whatever, who cares? Like, and then if, if none of those guys are there, then like Garrett Wilson's probably there. So I just feel like you just get, you just don't, don't, don't risk it. Don't try to get cute. Just take the edge. Like that's what we need. That's what, this team it's like the most important position on this team besides quarterback i completely agree i think edge will be the picket for but brother you've been ejected from the cockpit you're out of here he's got a point he's got a point and look just because i love sauce gardner doesn't mean i'm not going edge at four edge is still my top priority 100 percent more priority 10 should be a luxury pick 
If the Jets decide to trade down from four, now 10 becomes the edge rusher. Let's say you get 16 and 19. Tell me, are you going Edge, Jamison Williams, Linderbaum, or James, uh, you know, Jamison Johnson? You go Johnson, you go friggin'. Ugh, I could go a whole lot of different directions that way. What's up, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. The assassin's on the phone. What's up, Brian? What's going on, man? I'm hanging in there. Talk to me. What's your draft wish list? I don't think that I don't think that last dude was on Tinder. I think he was on Grinder, man. I think he met a nice hot guy from uh, the Ukraine. From the- but listen, let's get back to the point, Ryan. This is what we got to do, man. Sure. Carl Lawson, he's got 20 sacks in his career over four seasons. Not saying the guy's not good. Not saying nothing like that. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is, you got to get a guy that that's able to produce sacks. Pressures is great. All that is great. But you got to be a guy. You got to be able to get a guy. Who's able to get sacks? We need the best edge rusher at four. Not a huge fan of Jermaine Johnson. Not the biggest Trayvon Walker fan. I would love KT. But we need an edge at four. And then we definitely need a receiver at ten, Ryan. Because, listen, Christian Watson, he's extremely raw. And 60% of George Pickens' talent, um, I'm sorry, 60, uh, 60% of George Pickens' uh, um, um, production came in 2019. So I don't think you want to wait that long. So I want to run that by you. Yeah, no, I think that makes a ton of sense. I think if you go edge rusher at four, I think most of us will agree that's probably the pick at four. At 10, you're probably looking wide receiver. You're probably looking sauce. You're probably hoping maybe a trade down or something along those lines. I like the, I like the idea of trading back into the first for a wide receiver because I think you can get one in the mid to early 20s, and I think you could give up like a second and a third and be all right doing that. Um, I don't know if there's a receiver I really covet. Like, I mean, if they like Jamison Williams and they think, hey, this guy's going to be healthy and he's going to be a stud for the next 10, 15 years, take him at 10. No questions asked. I, I think he's the best receiver in the draft. But I think for me, an ideal situation might be trading down from four with a team that has like two firsts like the Saints. And then you go edge rusher, whoever falls to 10, whether that's Johnson, Walker, Karloftis, Thibodeau, Hutchinson. Uh, at 16, you go with like Jamison Williams, and then at 19, you go with like Nicobe Dean. That would be filthy. That would be an immediate overhaul, and then you could still trade into the back end of the first if you want to. I 100% agree. But right here's one another thing I want to run by you. We know we need we know we need a, a linebacker. We know we need an edge. We know we need a receiver. We have four picks in the top what 38. How come we're not talking about potentially a tackle in the second round, like somebody like you know Daniel Falele, mm-hmm. somebody like a Tyler Smith, somebody along those lines? I think. You know, of course we can get a tackle at four, but if we're saying this guy's going to be more of depth because Becton's going to play and Fant's going to play on the other side, I think four or ten would be a little rich for that position. Do you think we could target somebody potentially in the second round at tackle? I wouldn't do it just because of the the drop-off in perceived talent. Like, usually tackles are taken in, like, the top 10 to 15 picks. And for me, if we're not going tackle at the top, I'm hoping to re-sign George Fant, and I'm hoping that Becton is the guy. So I would rather go with a developmental tackle a little bit later and have Joe Douglas okay. really earn his his like offensive lineman scout badge. And then right. I think the like for me the value is really edge rusher four, corner at ten, then wide receiver thirty five or trade up at the back of the first. And then says, brother Ryan, I know you in two seconds. Just want to say I love you, man. The show's fucking better than ever, bro. And I can't wait till the fucking draft, man. Let's fucking go, Jets. I love it, brother. Thank you so much. You've been ejected from the cockpit. All right, boys and girls. Phone numbers on the screen. You got three minutes to plead your case. What is your draft wish list? Who we got? I see my boy Mario. 
in the chat, or it could be Paul. Who knows? Call from some hashtag. Josh. What's good, Josh? Welcome to the cockpit. How we doing? I'm hanging in there, hanging in there. Talk to me. How would you, or what would you, have on your draft wish list? All right, so here's my thing. I know everybody's kind of against taking an offensive lineman with number four, mm-hmm. but I just – can you rely on um, Becton staying healthy? You know what I mean? I just feel like they keep pushing it off and they don't really want to answer, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, if he's going to be – or if he's going to be ready for the season. And I would rather take a tackle at four. Mm-hmm. And I was watching Pat Maxby today. He said, I guess, rumors are swirling that – we could be in play to get Metcalf with the 10th overall pick, like trading that to get him. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, I'd rather take an offensive lineman at four mm-hmm. and then roll with Metcalf at 10 if we can land that and then just go ahead and build in the second round because we have two picks there. Maybe land a defensive lineman in the second and then another – or I don't know, maybe you try to snag a linebacker with the second uh, pick in the second round. I'm fine with linebacker in the second round, but the issue for me with offensive linemen, if you're if you're looking at going receiver at 10, is you still don't have an edge rusher. And I don't trust enough of the edge rushers in the second round to want to pass on one in the top 10. For me, I think I'm definitely going edge with one of those first two picks. And then whatever position you want to go outside of that, totally cool with. You want to go you know, offensive line, you want to go wide receiver, you want to go cornerback, you want to go linebacker, no problem, whatever way they go. But I think edge has to be one of those top two ten uh top one of those top two picks yeah the one thing i will say like i i do agree with you but the one thing like zach wilson to me i feel like i mean i'm sure you're right there but i feel like he really can take a a big step forward this year mm-hmm. you know what i mean with the right piece around him i just the one thing that like caught my eye is that i don't want the guy running for his life sure. every time he and takes a snap and I, I just feel like that's as a recipe for disaster. Yeah, no, I agree. I think you have to bring in depth. I think having Morgan Moses was incredibly valuable for us last year. And I think you would be, I think it would be a very poor decision to not bring in some type of depth. I think Joe Douglas has to earn his, his, you know, keep as far as his offensive line scouting this goes. Daniel Jeremiah, his good friend said, you don't have to build an offensive line with all first round picks. So I I do think there's a little bit to that. And I think we're going to look in that in those mid rounds i mean it could happen in the second round you know it might surprise me a little bit but heck i wasn't thinking we'd take elijah moore or michael carter last year so what the hell do i know here's the one thing too i don't know how much time i have left but i did want to ask you this would you because like i said ian rapaport he was on the pat mcabee show and i I think that's a credible source i mean him and adam scheffner like the top kind of would you trade what would you give up for Metcalf? And I know it may be more than the 10th overall pick. Mm. Would you do that maybe like one of the seconds or maybe like a second and a third if it had to go like that far? Would you do that for him? Put it this way. I'd offer initially the two seconds and a third, the same thing we offered for, for Tyree Kill, and I'd, I'd you know ask another team to beat us. And my other thought would be like, hey, are you trying to come up for a, a quarterback? Because I would trade four and pick 38 for pick nine and DK. Like I think that... Or, or, you know, whatever, maybe it's 35 and, and DK. I think you could give up some portion of picks in a move-up that gets you two first-round yeah. picks inside the top 10 and gets you the star wide receiver in DK Metcalf. So if you can get DK, then maybe you get, you know, your edge and you get sauce, and now you still have a second-round pick. <laughs> and like, more like that's... If you come out of this draft 
with a wide receiver, an I'll edge be- rusher, and like a linebacker or corner, you know, yeah. gravy. I'll tell you, what, man. Like after watching your show last week and stuff like that, I know everybody's like geeked up on sauce, and mm-hmm. I watched him man, I'm all for it. It's just I don't know. Oh, like dude, I okay, I here's my sauce. <laughs> I really do. I like. I really like him a lot. He might be the best player in the he, draft. He has that swag, man, that I feel like the Jets need. Like, I don't know. Like I said, but I it's four too high for that. Like if yeah, if, no, uh, I, Thibodeau, I agree. If if you can, if if Thibodeau falls to four and you you're in love with Thibodeau, take him. If Sauce falls to ten, if I get Thibodeau and Sauce in the top ten, I'll nut in my pants. <laughs> it would be so freaking good. I'd be so happy. Oh, like I said, like you're out of here. It was a good call. It's a good call. Plenty of good questions. See Green Bean in the chat? What's up, Green Bean? Green Bean doing his thing? See, I love how Green Bean puts the at on Snowball because we couldn't figure out who the hell Snowball was during the draft last year. <laughs> and now I've seen Snowball way more times in like the last two weeks than I have ever. Call from James. James, what's up, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, Ryan, it's my first time calling, and I just want you to know I love your content. I watch you. I watch Green Bee, Matt, Jake, all of you guys. I spend more hours watching Jets coverage than I should, but I love what you're talking about. I love it, brother. Thank uh, you. It really does mean a lot. Oh, when I subscribe and I like every video, I don't, I'm not usually live, though. I watch most of them after the fact. It means I work a lot. But it means a lot. It really does. You guys really are awesome. You just make my day. You fill up so many hours with jet stuff. When I'm bored and at work, I can listen to you guys. I love it. Oh, it's perfect. All right. Talk I to want, me. What's on your draft wish list? I want an edge at four. I'll go with JD, whoever JD likes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, at 10. I'd prefer to trade down because I really don't want a receiver there. I prefer to take the receiver in the second round. Sure. I'd like to trade down because there are two players I'd like to pick up, mm-hmm. Linderbaum and Nicole Dean. I'd yep. like both those guys. So, do so I if I could them. trade down, let's say we could land somewhere between like 14 and 20 mm-hmm. and pick up Linderbaum first yep. and then trade back up to the bottom of the first round to hopefully get Nicobe Dean. Mm-hmm. And so, then in the second round, okay. at that point, I would look for a wide receiver okay. and a safety. Now, I know that's five picks, but I'm figuring if you're going to trade down, sure. you'll probably pick up a second and you can trade back up with that pick mm-hmm. or even 35 or 38, depending on what second round pick you get. So I love where your head's at. I just my my only thing is I don't know how valuable the number ten pick is, with Carolina, Atlanta, and Seattle sitting in front of us. I think the four pick is the one you're going to have to give up in a trade down for a quarterback. I think you'll net more with that anyway, but I do think that there is. I, I think you're right on 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 where you would want to go. I think if you can get your edge rusher at whatever first round pick it is. You slide down. Well, I agree with you there. Mm-hmm. As long as you get, as long as JD knows who's ever he's getting at 10 mm-hmm. is going to be a good player. Well, I think it is, it's definitely going to be you a know? good player. You're just rolling the dice, and it depends on who was taking the first three ahead of you. Because like I was kind of saying, if you're trading down 
from four to whatever pick, if you happen to have a situation where none of the edge rushers are off the board, the chances are you're going to get a really good edge rusher at number 10. Um, or you get your pick of it at number four. So it's, it's weird. It's, it's kind of like how much do you value it? Do you value the elite talent of one particular player, or do you like a lot of the talent that's being offered up in the top 10, and would you be okay getting whoever falls to you at 10? I think that's the important question because number ten, I don't, I don't think a team's going to trade up to number ten just because I don't think Washington's really like a super big threat to take a quarterback this year. Well, good as whoever falls to me, I will say that as long as JD's okay with it, and then I don't mind trading down with four. You're out of here! As soon as I heard the end, then I was like, nope, gone. Three minutes on the clock, boys and girls. It's a good call, though. Good thought process. I like the trade down. Call from... Ron. Ron! What's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit! Hey, man. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Talk to me. What's on your draft wish list? Okay, perfect. Dude, first time calling in. I've been trying to call in for a little bit. I'm so excited. Okay. I love it. I love your channel, man. Gosh, I love it. I've been watching for probably about two years. Dude, I'm not even a Jets fan, but I still love the content, okay? Ooh, what, what's your I, favorite team? Okay, uh, dude, I'm probably the Browns right now. I've been a Browns fan for probably the last six years, seven years, so that's where I am. Okay. But, man, I love it. I love the content. Okay, so tell me why the mm-hmm. Jets should take an edge at four or ten. See, okay, so I do a mock draft probably about once every three days, mm-hmm. and I just did one post the Saints-Eagles trade, and I got the tra- Charles Cross going four and Kyle Hamilton at 10. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, I don't get edge. I just don't get it. So, for the Jets, yeah. Jets haven't had a really good edge rusher since, like, 2005. Like, maybe Calvin Pace in the early, like, 2010, 2012, whenever he was on the team, um, might okay. be considered, like, the last time we had an edge rusher. We got Carl Lawson this past offseason, or last offseason, we, we signed Vinny Curry. The Jets were poised to have a really good edge rush. Vinny Curry winds up going down with, like, a career-ending injury. Carl Lawson ruptures his Achilles. We don't know what he's going to wind up being. But this defense with Robert Sala is so predicated on edge rush. Once they got Nick Bosa in San Francisco, that defense shot to the top of the charts. Before then, not so much. So I do think we have the talent at the defensive tackle spots and John Franklin Myers and Quinnen Williams. And I do think Carl Lawson will be a really good you know, number one edge rusher. But I do think there's concern over how healthy he's going to be with the Achilles coming back. He does have no more guaranteed money after this year, or at least very limited where you could move on from him if you had to. Ideally, that's not the case. But then edge rusher, because that is the strength in this draft, I would be very surprised if four or 10, one of them has to be an edge rusher. I would be very, very surprised okay, if we okay, went in the other direction. I, I don't see one of those guys. I, I don't see a a franchise guy other than Aiden or Kayvon, mm-hmm. I don't see them falling out of the top three. I don't like Trayvon, personally. I don't like mm-hmm. Trayvon Walker. I think he's overhyped. I think he has phenomenal size, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I personally think he's overhyped, and I don't want the Jets to be going into a guy mm-hmm. like Trayvon Walker, and then he just completely flops. I think that they can go protect Zach Wilson with Charles Cross. Mm-hmm. Make uh, like he's uh, Charles Cross is the best pass blocker in the draft oh he's phenomenal i don't think he gave up a did he not give up a sack his entire college career i think that's what it was i don't i don't think so yeah are you like we need to go protect zach wilson if we're in Mm -hmm. that and then at 10 
like I said, Kyle Hamilton, I don't know if he's still going to be there. Mm-hmm. But it's hard for me to see a team taking safety top 10. Mm-hmm. But if anyone's going to take it, let's go Let's go to the Jets. Let's see, go get a playmaker for I Robert like, Sala in this defense. I like safety. I like safety at the top of the second. I think they're, I like Brisker. I like Seen. I like, um, you know, Petrie. There, there's a, there's Hill, possibly. There, yeah, there, Hill. Yeah. Like, there's, there's a lot of guys at that, that top end of the second that I think will be there that I think provide better value than Hamilton. And I think Douglas is That's very true. key on the on the uh, the value side of things because we did not pay Jamal Adams, we did not pay Marcus May. We offered him twenty percent less than the franchise tag. We went out, we signed Lamarcus Joyner okay. for like a two million dollar deal. Uh, Ashton Davis was a third round pick. We had just never invested highly in a safety. Yeah. So I don't know if that's just because of the players that we had at our disposal as to why we did not invest or if it's a mindset that Joe Douglas has. But I, I don't think safety okay. is a top 10 pick for the Jets. But, brother, thank you so much for the call-in. You rejected That's it! You're out of here! Green Bean loves Hamilton. I say it. Stud City says, did he just say we, the Browns fan? That's all right. We can be a we with other teams. Makes me feel good. Makes me feel good when other teams watch this channel and have an active rooting interest in the Jets in some capacity. Like, maybe you're an NFC team fan. And you're like, hey, you know what? Because of this channel, I enjoy watching the Jets. Means I'm doing my part. Call from... Eddie from North Carolina. Eddie from North Carolina! What's up, brother? Uh, Let me turn the sound down. (laughs) Talk to me, brother. What's on your draft wish list? Well, first, I figured out how to use Google on my TV, so I got YouTube, <laughs> so I got you on my big screen now, and I'm able to talk to you on the phone and actually see you without actually hearing you. I love it. Which is cool. <laughs> Good stuff. Your buddy that did that Jet sign in the back. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. He wow. did such a fucking good job with that Jet sign. It's oh, fantastic, my God. Right. That's Wyatt over on Etsy. <laughs> he could make money with those things, dude. Yeah, he, he gave me a little Jets talk code. He's like, hey, dude. He's like, let me tell you something. He's like, I originally, hold on, let me take off the timer. I'll give you three minutes. Short story time, quick. So I reached out to him. I saw the the artwork he had, and I was like, dude, this is, like, really nice. I was like, I, I see that it's limited quantity. I'm about to move into a house. I was like, I don't know what size sign I want. And you offered it in three different sizes. I was like, is there, you know, I'll just buy whatever the sign is if it's a limited run. But, like, I, I would love to, like, get in the house and measure it first. He goes, oh, dude, I make him custom order. He's just like, I have been mentioned like, oh yeah, you know, I'm a, I, I'm a jet YouTuber or whatever. And he's just like, I got an idea. <laughs> he's like, I don't know much about marketing, but like, you know what? He's like, if I send you a sign, you plug me. I was like, sure. <laughs> I was like, by all means, dude. So he shipped me out a sign. It's, it's great quality. It doesn't come with a light. Shit, I bought a little, get one. I bought an led uh, ring that like a rope light kind of thing. And I stretched it around the inside. It's actually two sheets of sheet metal, like kind of like this far apart in between so you can kind of tuck it in there and you can see the, the wire kind of hanging down i should probably yeah why don't you just wall. throw that wire coming out the j side and then run down the corner i really should I, it's more so because i'm lazy than anything else <laughs> I should, <laughs> what i would probably do is i'd probably just punch a hole in the wall and just come out the bottom and just let it snake down in there but, yeah um, just snake, yeah, snake it down dude that'll work i do it to, well, that'll so work i'm really so good. lazy let me see if i can switch this real quick so you can see so right oh where, where's my point I have a TV right there. It's easy as hell to hide that wire, but <laughs> I've been so lazy. I just ha- it's been up for like a year, and I haven't hit it in the wall. I just got to do it. That's really it's me me slacking off. It. But all right, 
timer well, on the clock. Anyway, my picks. Go my picks. It. Put me on the clock now. So <laughs> let me let me have my picks. Okay. So I gotta tell you the one the one receiver that scares me, mm-hmm. and I gotta tell you why he res- he scares me is uh, Drake London. Yep. Yeah. No. <coughs> it sucks because like I was. I literally shot a video. And, this and I'm morning. not even talking about the injury shit. Uh, Ooh, let me tell you what scares me about him. Talk to me. They say he's great with contested catches. Okay. And, and I get that. But I would rather have a guy that could just beat the coverage, mm-hmm. catch the ball, and fly to the end zone, or beat the coverage and break some tackles mm-hmm. and get yards after the catch. This London guy doesn't seem to get yards after the catch. He, I mean, he'll go up because he's tall, and he'll catch the ball, and then get his ass tackled. <laughs> yeah, so I, there is definitely a value in being concerned over contested catch rate because Denzel Mims had a really good contested catch rate. Keelan Cole, really good contested catch rate. That it doesn't also mean means you can't beat coverage. Not necessarily, because it depends how they use you. If you're getting jump balls a lot, that's going to be a contested ball, but because of your frame, you're able to catch it. So it's 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 a little odd, for sure, but I think there's... I, I think you're not wrong. Like, I, I think there's probably but a little bit more to it. That's what our tight ends are for, though. But that's what our tight ends are for. Well, yeah, but you can still have a wide receiver be a jump ball guy, especially down the field. Like, I don't know if I see any of our tight ends going further than, like, 15 maybe 20 yards down the seam. Like you're probably not using them on the outside very often. Well, I like, uh, maybe we could, well, Kenny Yeboa seems more like a hybrid. Mm-hmm. If he could be like an outside kind of uh, tight end, once he gets his chops in mm-hmm. and figures it out. Cause uh, I mean, I remember Yeboa got that Hail Mary for that true. Uh, to win that game or something. Yeah. Look, I, I like, I like Yeboa. Yeboa. He's, he's, he's a team player. I do. I, and I think the Jets are building their team out that way. We gave him one of the highest guaranteed contracts for an undrafted free agent player for a reason. And I think uh, I think there's definitely value in him there. It's just kind of untapped potential right now. I'm not banking on him to be a starter by any means, but I think he's perfectly fine as a tight end three or four. Uh, and then if he, in two, three years, winds up growing and blossoming into a, a new you know, maybe an heir apparent to Yuzma or, or, or Conklin. I'm all about it. Yeah, he is young, and Greenbean loves him, so. Oh, yeah, Greenbean loves his go. tight ends. He's a, he's a big tight end guy and a big uh, Kyle Hamilton guy this year. <laughs> anyway, the clock's going to run out on me, so I want sauce, and then I want to get an edge, and if there's no edge, maybe we could go with the Iquano if he's available. And uh, I love it, brother. Thank you so much I'm for the gonna... call. You better check I should do it like right at zero. That would that there's probably more comedic factor if I launch people out at zero because they might be mid sentence, and especially if they're watching on the TV. There's like a 15 second lag, so it'll be like mid sentence. Chicken, who we got? Call from. Yeah, this is Bernard from North Carolina. Bernard from North Carolina, how you doing, brother? I haven't talked to you in a while. Yeah, it's a long time. I hadn't forgotten you. I've been uh, tuning into you via YouTube, but because you had uh, grown your platform so much, all of a sudden I couldn't get through. Oh, no. Well, it's a good problem. So you probably thought I forgot you. I, <laughs> I was really going to say, I was like, I haven't you. talked to my, my boy Bernard in a long time. I, there's a few guys. Grandpa Mark is one. 
that used to call in all the time, uh, and I really want to talk to Grandpa yeah. Mark. I, I wish I knew what was going on. Hopefully everything's yeah. on. Yeah. But go on, Bernard. So What's I'm going hoping on? one of these days you'll be able to get a call in cubicle and be able to put people like me on hold and then, you know. That's what I would love. I, I got to figure out yeah. how to do something like that. If I could have a call waiting, because right now it's literally just like a random, you call in, you might get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, before I get into the draft, I would suggest hit up Long Beach Joe. That's a good guy. Ooh, and like uh, me and him talk regularly. He's got the cubicles where he can put people on hold and I can listen on, on the Ooh, phone and stuff. Interesting. And I suggest just hit him up. And yeah, ask him how about his stuff and stuff. You know, we all jet family anyway. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah! I've watched a little bit of his stuff. I haven't. I haven't watched anything recently. But he's, he seems like a good dude. I'll bring him on. Oh sure. yeah, he is really, really good. And also, uh, getting into this draft coming up, uh, a lot of people have been talking about what to do with picks four. I guess mostly four and ten. Yep. I believe they should go on and go on and get some edge rushers. Mm-hmm. You think double? I mean, I get with, Yes. Ooh, you know why? Crazy. Because of the Carl okay. Lawson thing. If we didn't have all those injuries at mm-hmm. the edge position, I would have thought a lot differently about this. Maybe even put Carl Lawson on my on my board. But because mm-hmm. of all these injuries, we need guys with explosive get off and burst. That's what's lacking. We need the Thibodeaux. We need the Jermaine Johnson. Mm-hmm. Those have been my number one and number two edge rushers in this class. I mean, obviously besides uh, Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, I mean, I guess you, know? you, you could do that. That would be filthy i i I really don't think the jets double dip at any position this year but man if you were to do it edge is kind of the one i would do it i don't think i would do it in the top 10 but yo could you imagine having thibodeau at four and jermaine johnson at 10 with lawson subbing in i think that could be quite scary and potentially scary we haven't had that in a long time a a four three which we could rush the passer since the new york sack exchange you know when i was a kid at 12 years old i remember just mm-hmm. how bad they were when I think back and reflect on it. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, I was too young to fully understand the implications. I think until I saw the Pro Bowl, <laughs> it kind of shocked me how they were snatching them guys around. Mm-hmm. And Gaston had this uh, tank top where you can see how, how small his waist was. I said, mm-hmm. damn, this dude is put together out of Gaston. Well, he was like a monster. Dude, you got to get to the ground. Yes, that's what's needed. I think once we get the edge rush, and add another weapon for Zach Wilson. The line appears to be sound. This team could be very, very dangerous. Dude, I, I agree. Mean, if you, if we can stop you know, people on defense, I think the offense is going to start getting there. Bernard, brother, thank you so much will. for the call. You better check that carpet. You're out of here. Ah, my boy Bernard. Should have asked him if he was working at the airport. I flew down to North Carolina. Or no, South Carolina? I don't know. All the Carolinas are kind of one big Carolina to me in my head. Um, but I was down there. I flew in and out of two different airports. And I should have asked him, where are you working? My bad. Who we got? Call from... Matt from Florida. Matt from Florida! What's up, brother? Welcome to the cockpit! What's up, dude? I'm hanging in there. Talk to me. What would be on your draft wish list? Um, honestly, bro, I just care about JD. JD and Salah nailed it last mm-hmm. year, bro. Yeah. That really doesn't, I think they're going to flip it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like all defense at the end last year, kind of do it the opposite. Yep. This year. Yeah, I agree. I think but, you'll probably see the, the, the flip of what last year was, where they go defense early and then offense with depth pieces later on. But honestly, my biggest, Fears they won't have time to like finish what they start, bro. 
Because think about it. How long has GM really ever started, like, last of us? I think... Because if they go... If they go like six and eleven, or whatever, mm-hmm. and then Zach plays, maybe he gets from thirty-two to like twenty-two, mm-hmm. and then, like overall quarterback-wise, mm-hmm. are people going to really give JD another? I mean, hey, I think JD's the best GM we've had, mm-hmm. like ever, like, yeah. like literally. I'm like thirty-two, so I remember like you know, Satanmos, the ring is cold. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a little before Got that. A little before, like, Cap Hanton, Curtis sure. Martin. Yeah. But, I mean, but, bro, like, people are impatient. And he's actually finally doing it the right way. But is he even going to have enough time? I think that... Because what happened, I mean... So, so, so here's my thought what, process, he, right? Six-year yeah. contract, he's already on his third year. He's on... Yeah, because this is his, his third draft. I know, the so whole I, stupid Adam Gase year know, where he was, came in. Yeah. But, like, I, so my thought yeah. process is... He hits on this draft. Totally. If he hits on this upcoming draft, that's massive. And it's not even just the draft picks because it's the undrafted free agents. It's how he structures contracts. It's all these different things that kind of culminate into one thing. And I think because of Zach Wilson, like if Zach, you got a whole season. So depending on how it goes, like we saw a growth from the beginning of the season to the end of the season. If you go 6-11 and 11 and you are trending up towards the end of the season. It's a competitive thing. It's not bad, but I would like to see more competitive games early when teams are, like, you know, fighting it out. And I want to see us in the hunt in December. I don't care what the record is. Yeah, Whatever yeah, it is, you're in, in the hunt, I think, is season. important. I think Joe Douglas... Next I would be shocked if Joe Douglas and Robert Sala did not get this entire year and, <clears throat> and all of next year. I think they get at least till the end so. of 2023. Dude, they need to get as long as they want. They need I, to get as long as they want. Dude, I hope they really think do. About I think what longevity you do is so all important. Over again. Well, dude, longevity yeah, we, is so important. Look at the Steelers. They've had, what, five head coaches? Like, if you do that, you give a guy time to build his team, build it his way, build a culture. Like, I'm okay having a few bad years here if I see that it looks like it's going in the right direction. And I think do think about how Douglas, bad the roster was before they yes. before JD got here, bro. I 100% agree. Horrible. Took him two years no. just to fix it. All just right, to later, this, is, this is the first time we've seen all his salary cap space, and he still has CJ Mosley under contract. Like, that wasn't his guy. Like, he almost, like, this is the first year he's close to having all his own players here. Brother, I completely agree. I Thank know. you so much for the call. You've been ejected from the You're cockpit. Out of here. Who we got? Who we got? Call from Jose. Jose, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. What's up, bro? Hang it in there. Talk to me. Who's on your draft wish list? Well, right now, in my opinion, I think I'm full. The Jets are going to take Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati because mm-hmm. I don't see Hutchinson or KT falling out full. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of feel that same way. I do think if there's my worst case scenario might be like Hutchinson goes one, Kavon goes two, Sauce goes three, and then at four, I think yeah. it's like absolutely trade out. Like I don't want to make the pick at four <laughs> if all those guys are off yeah, the board. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, if that's how if that happens, that's a nightmare for the Jets. Yeah, but I don't think that will happen though. Yeah, no, I, 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 I do think, think two. Happen. I think two of the guys will wind up being there. I think it goes offensive lineman at, like at one. I think it'll be an edge at two or a quarterback. I don't know. The Texans are such a wild card for me. Yeah, definitely. And, and and especially at 10, too. I think at 10, it's a lot. It should be wide receiver for the Jets. At what pick? Sorry. At 10, it should be a lock. 
So what what receiver field. do you want at ten? I I don't disagree, but I'm just curious. Like, is there a guy that you're particularly targeting, or is it kind of like a hey, whatever Joe Douglas wants? Honestly, right now I like Jamison Williams, mm-hmm. but I don't know if just take that chance right now. So yeah. I will go with Garrett Wilson right now. Yeah. I, look, I like Garrett Wilson. Right. I think he he compares very similarly to to Odell. I yeah. oh, man, I don't know if if they think Jamison Williams is going to be healthy and they're not afraid of the ACL. I think he would be my pick. I think he's phenomenal. Yo, I really I do. agree. I agree. He's very explosive. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. But it's a risk. It's a risk, man. For sure. That's the biggest like issue we have as Jet fans because like I like do you roll the dice on a guy that's injured? Like Stingley is, it's entirely possible. He's there at number 10 and maybe that would be a good yeah. pick if we think he's healthy, but like, is he going to stay yeah, healthy? True. Like I would hate to have another D Milner. Yeah. Tell him. Yeah. Yeah. That's the worst case scenario for the judge. That's worst case scenario. Yeah. Could you imagine we get like Hamilton at four and like Stingley at 10? I'd be, I'd throw my camera out the window. Wow. <laughs> I'd be so wow. mad. Would, I'd be like, Oh, you gotta be kidding that. me. Because they're, like, targeting Boye Mafe in the second round or something silly like that. I'd be like, bah! Yeah, I would hate that. But you got to hit on our picks. Of, on 4 and 10, you got to hit. You got to hit. That's it. Yeah. Look, those are, those are big, big picks. You have to make contact with those. Even if, like... You have to. I don't even know if it's, like, do you go with... I, there's almost, like, a panic for me. Like, what if all the edge rushers are there at 4 and the Jets have to make their pick? And it's like shit, we took the wrong one and the Giants got like the best one in the draft. Like that's my biggest fear. And it's like, oh, I just got to trust Douglas. I got to trust Salah. I don't know, brother. Thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected. You're out of here. If any of you guys in the chat know Long Beach Joe, I got to reach out to him. I got to see if if he's got his email or something listed, see if I can get him on. If not... I need you guys to let them know. Same with the Let's Talk Jets radio guys. Call from Love Matt from Long Island. To accept, press 1 to send a voicemail. Matt from Long Island, how you doing, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. What's up, man? I'm hanging Finally in. got in. <laughs> Talk to me. What's on your Jets wish list? All right. So I don't want KT or Hutchinson Okay. at all. Who do you want it for? And I, I want Sauce, I guess. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't think KT is gonna be like this big guy, mm-hmm. you know. Or Hutchinson. I mean, Hutchinson's probably going before four anyway. Yeah, I kind of hope both of them and are then, off the board because KT kind of scares me, and Hutchinson has one good year of production, and I'm like a little frightened of both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me too. Like he also had a little bit of injuries beforehand too. Mm-hmm. So, and also, like, I want to trade back at 10 or mm. trade back at 4, maybe. I don't know. And get an extra first next year because I think it's more star-studded next year. Yeah, I think that the trade down from 4 to the Steelers where you pick up Chase Claypool, pick 20 and a first next year, like, that's, like, something that's super attractive to me. If you can get maybe the Saints two first this year and then you wind up going yeah. edge rusher 10, Jamison Williams at 16, and then, like, either Linderbaum or Zion Johnson at center – at 20 and then maybe you trade back in for like a nicobe dean or a lloyd i i think if you trade back and you get two firsts there's a real shot the jets have four firsts in, in the first round because i think we're yeah, trading back yeah. in i really do 
Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even say, like, Zion Johnson or Tyler Linderbaum. I would probably go, like, Trent McDuffie or Roger McCreary. You could definitely go that route. I See, I think there's enough smoke to them really wanting a center. Like, I think there's mm-hmm. a reason we, we were going to go after Jensen. We were going to go after Bozeman. I, although I feel like Bozeman might have been a little yeah. more of a rumor. Um, we didn't get to see mm-hmm. Jensen because he resigned beforehand. But we tried Zion Johnson at center at the Senior Bowl. We interviewed Linderbaum. We're, I'm sure we're going to bring in Linderbaum. Like, I think they want to move on from McGovern. And it's just a matter of where they make that move. Uh, Zion Johnson has the yeah. positional flexibility where Linderbaum is like super light for a center. And that's maybe a little bit mm-hmm. of a concern. Yeah, it could be Cade Mays too in like the third. Yeah, I think the value for a center is definitely cool. in the third or fourth round. I don't think it's in the first, but I think yeah. if, you're, if you covet a guy, I think Linderbaum or Zion would be the guy. Yeah. I also think Icky mm-hmm. or more, more of Evan Neal at four would mm-hmm. be better. Oh, okay. So, so I just I don't think now, George Fan is going to sign back with us. That's what you have to determine. If you think Fant is not re-signing, yeah. then yeah, tackle is a serious need, and you probably have to take him at four, which really sucks because that's yeah. like tackle and receiver were the two positions I felt confident after the twenty twenty draft. We don't have to draft one, and now we might take both in the top ten. I would be livid. I would be so mad. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to have to draft for need next year. I want next year to be, like, have two first-rounders if we trade back and yep. draft for best player available. 100% agree, brother. 100% agree. It. You Get have been ejected from the cockpit. Oh, the Great Greek would be a nice addition, says Eminon. See you guys in the chat. Sneakers to Boots, what's up, brother? Says, I think they take Sauce if they truly think he can reach his super high upside. I'll pass at wide receiver at 10, depending on how the board falls. Just as good a talent later on. Dude, I agree. I think you trade back into the first for a wide receiver. Who we got? Call from. Ryan. What's good, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Wow, it's really weird with the delay. I know, right? So, (laughs) (laughs) um... So you got to you got to turn off your your YouTube. Walker. Otherwise, uh, otherwise you're gonna get confused. You got to just listen to me on the phone. Yeah, it's really so. I would take um, obviously either it's obviously Kivito or Walker at four, okay. whichever one Detroit doesn't take because mm-hmm. Houston's probably gonna go O line. Mm-hmm. I think Giants double up on tackles. They're probably gonna go Cross and Evan Neal. Nah, no way. And then I think it they, they they took Thomas. Uh, they have to keep up Danny Dimes because that next yeah, year they're they, gonna replace they that. They have to keep up the quarterback. Uh, who's the kid from Georgia? They took two years ago when we took uh, Becton. They took uh, Thomas, whatever the hell his first name is. So they got their left tackle. That's true. They, I think they do take a tackle. I think Cross, Neal, or Aquano. I think they take one of them. But then I think the other pick might be up for discussion. I think it's a trade down. I think it's a uh, you know, could be a corner because Bradbury's coming into the last year of his deal. I think it could be. I mean, I guess maybe it go if they double dip O line. That's crazy. I know a few Giant fans that do um, want that though. So at pick ten, I think it's in the best interest of the Jets to pick Jamison Williams, mm-hmm. um, just for the sole fact of that we're going to be running twelve man sets and that we don't really necessarily need him at this point. Yep. At the beginning of the season, we can let him grow. Mm-hmm. We can let him come back from injury. Jets are plagued with injuries because of their crappy field. 
Um, and then I think then you can go into the second round, third round, and start thinking more on the defensive side. And mm-hmm. but that's my I think take you, for it that I agree with all that. Well, I think if you, if you go edge rusher at four, and you go with the receiver at ten, it opens you up entirely to go whatever direction you want in the draft because you, you have to come away with the receiver. So that's that's the reason I'm saying you don't sit back at thirty five. I think you have to trade in ahead of the Chiefs, ahead of the Packers, because I think they are teams that will target with two first-round picks each, at least a receiver with one of their first two-round picks. So for me, if you go edge and receiver at 4 and 10, it opens up your draft. You don't have to worry about it the rest of the time. And like you said, Jamison Williams doesn't have to play right away because we're going to go 12 personnel. So you get the two tight end sets. You're going to you know, worry about Michael Carter. You're going to worry about the tight ends. You're going to worry about... Corey Davis and Elijah Moore while you let Jamison Williams kind of slowly get going, but he might be ready for training camp, which is what's crazy about this whole situation. Like this guy is like a freak. And I think he is, I think he's by far the best receiver in this class. And if the jets do pull the trigger on him at 10, it's because our medicals all checked out on him and I would be all about it. And then the last thing before I get booted, mm-hmm. I think Rusty Spooner's an ASU fan, so I'll just say bear down, go Wildcats. <laughs> Good stuff, brother. I love you so much. Thank you so much for calling me. You've been ejected from the cockpit. Oh, man, that's cool. See, I like when there's a little bit of uh, angst going back and forth. Detolination. Detolitician? He says, 143 likes. Come on, Jets Nation. Who? How many we got in here? We got over 300 people in here. Come on. You got it. Hit that like button. Adam S. says, Ryan, you need a chicken icon for membership. So you're saying a chicken in the, uh, like the emojis? I can do that. I have the eject button as an emoji, which is sort of like a chicken. I feel like people wouldn't necessarily understand the chicken. Although I guess members, if you're hanging out with me enough, you probably understand it. Who we got? Call from. Frank from Atlanta. To accept. Frank from Atlanta. What's up, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, what's going on? Hanging in there, brother. Talk to me. Who's on your draft wish list? I don't care on my draft wish list, man. I got number four. I'm going with an edge rusher. Mm-hmm. Thibodeau, Walker, whoever we have a choice of. I like both of them. Mm-hmm. And I actually like the guy from Florida State. Uh, he, he's looking real hot, too. Oh, yeah. Um. At 10, I like a big body receiver. I like um, the guy from USC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know I like Traylon Burks. It may be a little bit too high to take him. So for the 10, if I can't get the big body receiver, I trade down, get more drafts, and probably jump back in to get another receiver. Mm-hmm. But we need a big body receiver. We got a lot of small, shifty guys to get mm-hmm. the ball to with Moore and with Berrios. We need a big body target to who can actually go and get the long balls, who can jump the 50-50 balls, get the red zone touchdown. Mm-hmm. That's what we're looking for. Um, I agree. Look, I think I, I think that, I, that that is the, the dynamic of receiver that we are missing right now. Like, we have Elijah Moore. We have Braxton Berrios. Corey Davis is kind of a position uh, a, a possession guy, but a guy like Traylon Burks, a guy like Drake London, that can jump up and out-muscle someone or can break through right, tackles. Right, like, right. I, I do like that. I value that a lot. Good, good yeah, and, and again, the defense, I think the defense is going to be a lot better than it was last year with the pieces that we done picked up already. Mm-hmm. But in, like, in Joe and in, in, in Robert Sala's defense, you got to have an edge, though. You, you can have decent corners and okay safety. As long as you got the edge, the quarterback got to get rid of the ball. 
Yeah, look, I, if you're bearing down pressure, like it's going to make your linebackers look better. It's going to make your safeties, your corners look better. Like 100% going after the quarterback is the fastest way to end a play. While I love yeah. Sauce Gardner, like I can understand people not wanting him at all. Not necessarily him, but the position in general. But the position ain't much of a need yep. when you need your edge rushers coming in to get rid of the ball. Sure. Because I think the guys last year, all the Ricky guys, I think they did a fairly decent job. And Bryce Hall, he got to learn how to catch the ball versus knocking it down. Yep. But, you know, to, to get some turnovers. So mm-hmm. Bryce Hall is decent. The other guys, Michael Carter and the other young man who drafted, I think they all are decent. But mm-hmm. if you got the edge coming in, it'll make them look a lot better than they look. And I think with Joyner coming back as mm-hmm. a safety, that's a, it's, it's a better blanket back there than what we had last year. Yeah, I 100% agree. I, LaMarcus Joyner was one of the more exciting players that I wanted to see last year, and it's because he's been graded as like an elite free safety when he's played it. The last two years, he played nickel over with the Raiders, and last year was when he was moving back to free safety. So him and Whitehead, that might be a sneaky good safety combo for like not a lot of money at all. Right, and we already got the other corner in DJ Reed. So I let yep. DJ Reed and Bryce Hall kind of man, and you know, Bryce Hall is okay. DJ Reed, from what I'm seeing and what I watch. You're out of here. That was a good call. That was a good call. That was really good. Um, Bobby Woodruff, I missed your uh, your comment. He's got three months of membership. For every month that you are a member of the Jets Talk 24/7 family, you get a free super chat. Uh, so he uses his. He says, hi, my friend. You are awesome. Let's go, Jets. Uh, I'm not sure when that came through, but I apologize for waiting so long. It doesn't highlight as a different color on my little screen, so I, I missed it. Um, Albert Sue. Let's go through some Super Chats real quick. Thank you. He says, isn't Sauce at four a reach? There is no true shutdown cornerback anymore. Every good cornerback has a good defensive end these days. Any concerns? Sauce skipped the three-cone drill. I'm not, okay, so my thought process is very similar to the 2020 draft. I loved C.D. Lamb. I would have been fine with them taking C.D. Lamb, but I do think that tackle was the right decision, whether it be Becton or Werps or whoever you wanted at that time. I think tackle was 100% the right move. I feel the same way this year. I love Sauce Gardner. I would have no problem taking Sauce. I think Edge should be the pick at four, 100%. I think because we have the two first-round picks, it allows us a luxury pick because I don't know if the value is there at other positions inside the top 10. I don't want to go tackle. I really, really don't. I'm trying to avoid that at all costs. If they go tackle, I think they're trading Becton or Fant, Um, and it's going to happen before the end of the draft. But at that point, it sucks because it winds up dropping the value for both those players at that point. So I don't love that. I do think... If you were to go edge at four wide receiver at 10, tons of value there. I think that makes a ton of sense as well. If you like one of the top wide receivers, I personally like like eight of the wide receivers. So like I'm good waiting on wide receiver. I'm good waiting on edge because I like five of the edges. I don't think there's going to be five edge rushers taken before the 10th pick. Like I think a quarterback goes, I think at least two linemen go. I think there's a few, like I think Hamilton's going to go. I think there's going to be a few other issues. So for me, cornerback, when you have a Tyree Kill, when you have a Stephen Diggs, when you have a Devontae Parker in, in uh, New England, I think having a good cornerback is, is absolutely huge. And it's not to say that uh, Reed is not our number one cornerback. He, he can be our number one cornerback all day, 
but I do think that there is a reason why there was a little bit of smoke to the whole Bryce Hall can't intercept the ball, so we're going to throw the ball at him. Like, even if you have DJ Reed, that's that same thing winds up happening. If you have Hall on the outside and if P- if teams are really not afraid to throw at him, like who cares who's on the other side? They're just going to keep throwing at Reed or uh, keep throwing at, at Hall. So I think it, it comes down to a fair evaluation of the wide receiver or of the, the cornerback room in general. But I do think Sauce is a, a luxury pick. I, I think N'Kobe Dean at 10 would be a luxury pick. I personally think the Jets should have three first-round picks this year. I think it's four, ten, and a trade back into the back end of the first round. And I think at the tail end of the first round is where the sweet spot for receiver is. I think you're going to jump Kansas City. I think you're going to jump the Packers. And you're going to at least leapfrog two teams that would have otherwise taken a wide receiver before your 35th pick. So that's kind of the route I would go. I completely understand people not wanting corner, especially in this particular defense, in this particular NFL with these particular rules. Like, I really understand it. I get it 100%. I still think you need a good corner that can create turnovers. And if you think that Sauce can create turnovers and be that type of guy to give your offense an extra position uh, possession, um, I think there's a ton of value in that. So I, I, as much as, is it a reach? I think Sauce could be the either the best or second best player in this draft. So taking him at four is not a reach, but I do understand the the thought process there, Albert. I think you're not, you're not really wrong. Um, all right, let's see. We got Edward Ziff. Thank you for the super chat. He says, Metcalf traded to the Chiefs. Is that actually what wound up happening? Better not be screwing with me. Um, bum, bum, bum. I would say no. It doesn't look like that's happened. I feel like it would be all over the place if that happened. So no, Edward Ziff. I do not believe that has happened. Um, all right. Richard Delgado, thank you for the super chat, says, Draft goals. Jets get sauce. Cowboys get Linderbaum. Jets draft Bill O'Brien, a coordinator from Alabama. Get the hell out of here, Dick Delgado. Um, all right, let's open up the phone lines again. You get three minutes on the clock to plead your case. What's your draft wish list? Talk to me. Ooh, before we get to that, I want to have a little conversation <laughs> about uh, my April Fool's joke on you guys. So I wasn't going to do that. I've never made an April Fool's video. It's not something I I like doing, but there was so much smoke to the wide receiver trade rumors. And I actually had one of my friends on Twitter reach out to me and was like, I'm surprised you didn't do like a aha April Fool's video. And I was like, oh man, I've got an idea. So I grew up on YouTube, right? Like I, I started my... Not my channel, but I my personal page watching YouTube videos was probably 2004 or five, and having the Rick Roll experience was just like awful. Every link you click on, you're like, oh, this is like cheat codes for this game. Click, never gonna give you up, <laughs> gonna let you down. I have that song playing in my head for the last like friggin' three days because of that video. So as soon as I was like, all right, I'm gonna screw with people. Like, here's what's gonna happen. I was like, oh, maybe I'll just make it as soon as they click on it. That's what's playing. I was like, nah, you know what? Let me go into an intro 
So they're devoted for that whole time. And then I was like, you know what? It's going to be more fun if I put the faces on people. And I was going to do the entire video, but it would have taken me like, I think I posted it at 11 o'clock at night and it would have taken me probably the next hour probably to really do it the way I would have wanted to do it. Uh, and I'm as much as I, I have fun with it. I, <laughs> I wanted to like, at least get like the, the main part. And then I left the rest of it. And some of the comments I may not have liked or commented on anything after like that was posted on that video, but I was crying, laughing like myself and my wife, Becca laying in bed, scrolling through the comments. And one guy, I didn't realize how many of you mother truckers wind up listening to me in the shower, but like there was probably two or three comments. I was like, yeah, I was in the shower dancing to Rick Aisley and like never going to give you up. And then I realized it's actually the video. It's not an ad that's actually playing. So I'm not, I, dude, I loved it. <laughs> it was great. I had a few people that are like, I'm unsubscribing. And I was like, fine. If you can't take a joke, cool, whatever. <laughs> You're probably not meant to be over here, but you guys took it in stride. And I think it was a lot of fun. So guys, I, I really enjoyed it. That was one of my more favorite videos that I've released because I think I'm up to like 14,000 views on it. I can't make any money off of it because it's all, you know, copyrighted material, but I I love watching the view count climb on that because it just makes me laugh. <laughs> Eminon. What's up, brother? Thank you for the super chat. He says, hit the like button. Jet the F up. That's what three jets means. Jet the F up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how to make that go that way. All right, phone number's on the screen. Let's get back to some calls here. Let's talk a little phone call action. Who, or not who, what would your draft wish list look like? I think that's what I'm going to do. For these Monday night streams, I'm going to do a question that I want you to answer. Because I was like, how would you rebuild the Jets? But that's probably a bad way to do it, because then people get bored of it. So this one is the right way to go about it. Cecilio says, loved it, bro. Chris says, hilarious. Mutt Viles says, that was great. <laughs> Matthew Smith says, isn't Matt O'Leary Rick Aisley's doppelganger? It's just because he's got red hair. That's, that's the only reason. I'll have to tell that to Matt tomorrow. Who we got on the phone? Call from. John from Indiana. What's up, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm hanging in there. Talk to me. Tell me who would be on your draft wish list. You know, I think uh, we've pretty much come to consensus as fans. And then if you read through the TV a little bit, you can see that obviously Edge is going to probably be the pick at four. So mm -hmm. whether that's KT or Walker, um, generally I'd be fine with either one. I don't know if that's a bit of like a mm -hmm. harsh opinion that might upset some Jets fans. But um, <laughs> the thing that really intrigues me is um, before the combine happens, who were we all really high on at receiver, which is obviously one of our biggest positions of need? Mm -hmm. Traylon Burks. You know, everyone, the buzz around him was huge. And then uh, he gets to the combine. I think everyone was expecting a low 4-4s, four mid 4-4s four time. And then he comes out and then he runs the 4-5-5 five, five official, mm -hmm. which, you know, obviously isn't exactly what we're expecting from him. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that should really hurt his draft stock. Mm -hmm. um, in my opinion, that, I mean, you look at a guy like Debo Samuel mm -hmm. and A.J. Brown, two guys that Burks himself compares himself to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, A.J. Brown ran a 4.49. Debo Samuel ran a 4.48. Mm -hmm. 
and you know five hundredths of a second, it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. The important part is the ten yard split. So you look at mm-hmm. Burks ran a one five seven ten yard split, and then Debo Samuel and AJ Brown were also right around one six zero one five seven respectively. Mm-hmm. So the explosiveness is obviously there. What I'm getting to is I would not mind taking him at ten. So my my thought process on Traylon Burks is yes, I like the player. I question whether or not Douglas is going to make the pick, and it's really just because of the RAS score. And it's it's perhaps I'm reading too far into it, but Joe Douglas has never taken a player below eight point six, and before that it was like nine point three, uh, before he took Elijah Moore last year in the second round, which was the lowest RAS score yeah. in the top three rounds, and like from a 8.6 or whatever Elijah Moore was down to a six point something like that's a pretty steep drop. So while I really like Burks, I think a lot of his touches and his, his plays were manufactured, which is fine. Like you, you can develop uh, a system to do that. They did that with Debo Samuel and he had a ton of yards this year. So I can understand that. I do think there's something to be said for Debo and A.J. Brown both going in the second round and him comparing himself to that. Like, I do think middle of the 20s is probably where Burks kind of lines up. Unless teams value Debo and A.J. Brown so highly now that that's pushing Burks's value way higher. I think, I think that's entirely possible, but I just don't know if Douglas makes the selection uh, or if he winds up kind of following the same trend he followed the last two years. Yeah, my biggest worry is he ends up in Buffalo, and then oh. we have to see him twice a year. I really don't want to see that. I really, I think Buffalo's going receiver, and I don't know which direction they go with it. But yeah, I would yeah. hate to and see. And at twenty five, they're right at that sweet spot for him too. Yep. I'm hoping the Packers grab Burks at yeah. twenty two or twenty one, whatever pick they. I think they're twenty two with the Raiders uh, swap. Yeah, I think that's probably the direction they go. Like, I don't know. I'm so torn on where they go like the the eagles i thought with three first round picks were a lock to take a receiver now with only having two i'm not as confident in that um i have no idea brother thank you so much for the call you have been from the you're out of here it's fascinating to hear where all the jet fans are in terms of value for different players and and position in general and i don't want you guys to call in and like Brown knows me. Like I'd rather like know, you know, what your actual opinion is than me like influencing an opinion. Um, I've said this before. I actually go on Jet forums and won't say who I am, um, just so I can get like a, a clear thought process on like what I think without people possibly thinking like, oh, like it's the Jet Talk guy. Let me say something positive. from mark from asbury park what's up mark welcome to the cockpit hey how are you ryan pretty good asbury park you go to the stone pony much uh i live uh not far from there but i have to tell you one thing okay i see the 973 area code pop up oh yeah not only do i represent the 732 but my daughters live up in uh, Morris County, so I rep the 973 also, baby. I love it. I love it. Good stuff. Very cool. Are they uh, going to college? What's going on with them? Why are they up in, uh, you know, that direction? Yeah, you know, the whole, uh, let's hope you never experience it. But the uh, old, uh, let's skip it. Skip it. The old, the old, sorry. The old splits. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, now the, bad bad yeah, thought now process the on wild. my part. 
Sorry. Uh, you know, it's okay. Um, I'm thinking I'm college. I'm, I'm thinking college. Sorry. My bad. Okay, That's let's go okay. on. That's okay. So listen, um, I'm an older Jets fan, you know. Um, I'm 50, mm-hmm. and I remember Marino falling, and, um, you know, there was reports of him being on the weed and pit. Yep. And I remember us. I remember us drafting Kyle Brady when everyone was chanting, we want Saps. Yep. Those were just precursors for what I've experienced going forward. So this is a very stressful time for me. Um, <laughs> I think it is because, for I have a history. because every time this time of year, you're starting to see those old clips of those exact moments. Yes. You know, and, and, and watching, I saw someone had on, um, I think Jake might have recently done a uh, a thing with uh, Samini, and um, he's bringing up these KT issues that just, you know, not only scare you, but they kind of scare me also. So, I don't know, man. Dude, I don't know. What do you give? Tell me again why we shouldn't draft KT. Dude, I it's tough because, like, I see the talent of KT, and I understand, like, I I the entire season I was like I want Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau either one like don't care and as we've kind of progressed further I don't want to read too much into it but I had the same feelings with Jamal and I called him out a year before we wound up trading him and people ripped into me like in the worst way I was like no dude I'm telling you like this is what's going on and like I got hate in multiple videos about it and I just have this sort of intuition and I, I I hope I'm wrong because I do think KT is a smart dude I think he's a talented dude, and I think he he does love the game, but I don't know. It's not so much that I don't like KT as much as I like the other edge rushers. Like I think there's enough other edge rushers that I would be okay passing on KT because of them, not because of anything KT specifically does. Well, let, let me let me uh, pose this to you because this has been on my mind quite a bit because mm-hmm. you know I follow you, I listen to O'Leary, mm-hmm. I got Bean on. What would these chats and conversations be like if we didn't have that fleece pick at 10 and we were only picking four? Dude, it'd be brutal, right? Like, could you imagine a situation where, I mean, I don't know what winds up happening for us not having number 10, but like, let's say we extended Jamal or maybe Jamal walked or whatever it was, but we only have four? Dude, yeah, Are because then it'd be a very. Four? I mean, it, it's probably just. It's, a, it's, it's a high pressure pick then. It's probably. It's a high pressure pick then. Sure, it absolutely. I, you're probably going edge at four, either way, because like even after last year, it was okay in my mind. I'm seeing edge corner as our top two needs before you know uh, we got through training camp or anything like that. That was just my pre like way early thought process on it. And so I, let me leave you with this. I, I know I'm out of time, but just let's just be thankful. It, it, it's like icing on the cake that we have a tense pick, you dude, know? You are entirely right. And having two firsts, two seconds, a third, two fourths, two fifths, with the possibility of the Jets trading out of four and getting even more picks, like that's bonkers. Brother, thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected <laughs> from the cockpit. You're out of here! <sighs> Love it. Love it. See you guys talking KT over everyone. Kevin Chada says, Ryan, same here. We got a sixth sense in reading people. Look, I've been wrong. <laughs> I thought I wanted, look, I thought Ja'Kai Polite, like the talent was going to be there. 
dude just didn't want I was so wrong on him. You guys know. I wanted uh, Le'Veon Bell. Thought that was a good move. Still think it was uh, the right move. Just didn't work out. Call from Isaac. Isaac, what's up, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Yo, yo, yo. What's good, brother? Make sure you turn down your uh, YouTube just a little bit so we don't get any feedback. Brother, how you doing? Talk to me. Sorry, brother. I just I just muted it. Sorry about that. I'm doing good, man. How you doing? You're good. You're good. Talk to me. What's on your draft wish list? Well, first and foremost, I know I'm probably in the minority, but I want sauce, man. I want the sauce boss, Mr. Big Applesauce. Dude, I I want him, bro. I want him in the worst way. Like, there's, there's something to me... With the number four pick, it's such a statement pick for what your team represents. And I feel like Sauce is everything I want to root for as a Jet fan. But I like I get it. If people want to go edge, I completely understand. Oh, facts. Yeah, I get it too. I mean, I know cornerback is not a need for us, but like people talk about Kyle Hamilton being a unicorn. Mm-hmm. I think the real unicorn is Sauce Gardner, to be honest with you. Dude, I think he's really good. Six foot three, like Friggin' talented. Didn't allow a touchdown this entire career. Like 131s this entire season. Like I'm telling you, like that dude is special. Yeah, bro. He's fluid. Like he's a so smooth. He can open his hips. It's like, and people people say, oh, four might be too high for a cornerback. Well, Patrick Peterson, number five. Kenan Ramsley, uh, number five. Mm-hmm. Denzel Ward, who the Browns got number four a few years ago. I'm mm-hmm. sure they don't regret that pick. Yeah. You know. Look, I, I think there's there is a, a thought process. One for this defense, not necessarily needing uh, a huge cornerback uh, kind of need, and then the other thought process is like, hey, like we saw Jalen Ramsey get roasted. We saw you know these top cornerbacks get roasted, and it's like offensive firepower wins. Like I, I get it, and it's just like, man, I just I want sauce. I love a good nickname, and I love a good player at the cornerback position. <laughs> No, I get it too, but like, so we're talking about wish list. Let me do an unwish list if this makes sense. Sure. I, I know people say he's great and he's a beast. I do not want to touch KT with a 10 foot pole, bro. That's mm-hmm. just me. I have huge character concerns. Like, I, I watch his interviews and it just screams Jamal Adams. Like, yeah, Jamal Adams pre draft, he looks fine too. Yeah. Look what happened, you know? It's like, yeah, dude. I don't it, know, that, that, it, that scares me a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Like, KT, like, the talent's there. And if we make the pick, I trust it because I trust our scouting department. And I trust that they've dealt with Jamal Adams so they know what to look for in KT. And if they think that's not there, dude, green light on the on the talent, 100%. I kind of hope he's not there for us so that way I don't even have to like come to that conclusion. Right, bro, I promise you. Me and you are in the same exact page. Like, I want sauce. <laughs> I want sauce. Edge at 10 if it could happen. And then I want us to trade back into the first round for a receiver. Mm-hmm. And if we can... I want that receiver to be Garrett Wilson. Like Ooh, it just fits. Like his nickname. Wow. His nickname is G five. Yeah. What's a G five? A G five is a jet. It's a plane. You know, it's like, yeah. He's a he's he's a plane. Yeah. So I don't know. That's <sighs> that is my wish list. I know my time's up. But go ahead, hit that chicken, brother. Hit that chicken on me. Boom! You've been ejected from the cockpit, dude. I uh, I'm so glad I came up with the chicken thing because like the old logo. So I have a cockpit logo with a chicken on it. I wound up going away from it because I figured most people recognize the Jets Talk logo as opposed to the cockpit logo. But the chicken is always going to be here to stay. Mainly because I'm immature. And a cockpit could be a dick in a plane. (laughs) 
<laughs> Who we got? Call from. 1015. What's Six up, brother? Six. Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, what's up, Ryan? How's it going, brother? I am hanging in there. Talk to me. What's on your draft wish list? Well, I don't know. It's about how JD was going and how he was saying, you know, with the $30 million and, you know, just getting up the pressure, mm -hmm. just like, you know, a two-dimensional nuclear explosion, if you will, right up the middle. Mm -hmm. I like trading four and getting Jordan Davis. Ooh, interesting. You know, uh, possibly, you know, let JD work his magic, mm -hmm. get Linderbaum, possibly get back oh. into it, get Dean, wow. Chanel. Who knows? Because, you know, when you trade out four, somebody's very hungry for these quarterbacks that are going now. Sure. I don't know. We, you know, we luckily, like that other caller said, we have that 10 pick, mm -hmm. so we can do a lot and pivot with that and maybe get somebody who's greedy for a quarterback at four. So let's talk this through. Let's say or you more. trade out of four and you get, let, let's say best case scenario, you wind up with uh, 16 and 19 from the Saints. And then what? the other picks don't matter. But let's say you go 10 you're going edge rusher. Then 16, oh, okay. are you going like Linderbaum or are you going – like where are you on wide receiver? Um, I'm later rounds wide receiver, okay. like third or fourth around there. Oh, you're later um, than I am even. I, I'm a, I wouldn't go that late, but I do think in the second round if you sat there, I like Alec Pierce. I like Christian Watson. I like George Pickens. I like – Dotson. Like, there's a lot of guys in this draft. As much as people say it's not top-heavy, I think it's a deep wide receiver class. Oh, it very much is, too, especially with, like, Easy e and then you got Phillips. Mm -hmm. You know, Phillips could be a replacement to Crowder. He's always open, too. Sure. And, you know, who knows? It's J.D. and Salah. Thank God we have them. Dude, I really, <laughs> for the first time in a very, very long time, I trust our scouting department. I trust our GM. I trust our head coach. I trust our offensive coordinator. Like, I think LaFleur is hands down the best offensive coordinator we've had since probably John Morton. Um, it's I know that's kind of a weird name because we only had him the one year, but, like, I really like the <laughs> offense he ran. A thousand percent when he's in the booth. A thousand percent when he's in the booth. Oh, we got to keep changed. that man in the booth. Yeah, dude. He, no way. That's why they want Flacco. They were like, okay, Flacco, you're staying on the field. You're gonna you're gonna talk to Wilson. We're gonna get the quarterbacks coach. Lafleur, stay up there. You're La Booth. That's very true, and that's what's necessary. Thank God it helps out Zach too. Oh, it yeah. was a little microcosm of chaos that you know yeah. sprouted him up. Well, that's you just know? it. A little I, rose in the concrete. So when I was when I was a uh, season ticket holder with my dad and my my family. We sat second to the last row, section 327, all the way in the nosebleeds. And I loved being able to watch the entire play develop. And I can only imagine as an offensive coordinator, watching that is so much easier there than down on the ground. Like when you're on the ground and you're seeing like, you know, bodies going sideways and things like that, you're not catching the numbers. Yeah. Like I think you can see the substitutions a lot easier and manufacture an offense that is better. Oh, equipped. absolutely. Yeah, dude. I, I'm you're looking at it from like an ant's point of view on the field, and then you're it's like a crow's nest at the top. Hundred percent. Yeah, that, you know, keep them up there. Hundred <laughs> percent, brother. Thank you so much for the call. You have been ejected <laughs> from the Get cockpit. Man, I gotta hit that mute button when I burp. Sorry. Three minutes, boys. <laughs> AC says Labooth. Dupacrabis says, all those guys you mentioned, Ryan, might be gone by 35. So, okay, so you're talking wide receiver, right? That's why I said you should trade back into the first. Trade back into the first, 
Pickens, Dotson, Watson, Pierce. Then you got Alave, Burks, London, Wilson, Williams. It's like 10 guys. I think we've only ever had six wide receivers go in the first round. Call from John from Boston. To accept, press one. John from Boston. What's up, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey. What's happening, Ryan? I'm hanging in there. I had my bachelor party in Boston. A big fan of the Boston uh, city. Really am. As much as like I it's, hate the, the New England fans and shit, really big fan of Boston. Hey, man, I've been up here for like eight years now. It's tough being uh, a Jeff fan up here, but, you know, I'm hanging in. Dude, I love it, brother. Talk to me. What's on your Jets wish list? Ooh, hold on one second. Someone says I missed a super chat. What are you talking about? Hold on. Give me one second. Give me one second. I got to think of stuff. Uh, who said missed a super chat? Andrew, I missed a super chat. What are you talking about? I don't think I missed a super chat. I no, I said everything. Hit the like button. Super chat. Okay, I got Mumtaz. I got a a member super chat from you after this phone call. Hundred percent. Let me reset the clock on you, brother. Sorry. Okay, talk to me. What's on your mind? No worries. Yeah. So I think you got to go best pass rusher available at four. Mm -hmm. No doubt. Okay. I think we have a huge need, especially with Carl Lawson having that injury. Mm-hmm. You know, the value of the pick four has to be edge, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's Walker or KT. Yep. Uh, and then I think at 10, I think we got a whole bunch of options at 10. I don't think we got to force it. Sure. I think, uh, you know, Sauce, Sauce could fall, Hamilton could fall, mm-hmm. but I'm a big advocate for uh, Williams, the wide receiver Ooh. from Alabama at 10, I, if look. he's there. There's a lot of players at 10 I would like. Williams is one. Sauce is one. Yep. Like, yep. I mean, I, it's a little early for Dean, but, dude, there's a, there's a few things I really like at 10 that you could go, and Jamison Williams, near the top of the list. Right, right. And even if, uh, you know, we don't got to force it, too. You know, best player available at 10, because I'm a huge Sky Moore fan in the second round, too. Because, I mean, you could, okay. get plenty of, you could get plenty of good receivers in the second round, Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's so much talent, especially at 35 and 38. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna have a, a lot of really really good players to pick from. So I really don't think you gotta force it. Yeah, no, I agree. I th- that's why I don't want to go receiver at 10. Like I, as much as I like right. Williams, if you want to go that route, fine. But I think there's so much value, not necessarily at 35, but trading back up into the mid 20s because we have so many picks. Like. Mm-hmm. Let's go get proven guys. Like Joe Douglas isn't afraid to trade two seconds and a third for an established wide receiver. That tells me at least a second and a third to move up into the 20s. If you were to move both seconds and a third, you're talking like pick 15. Like you're going way up. Like you could get four, 10, and 15 at that point if you wanted. Yeah, yeah. I still think 35 and 38, we're going to have a really good players to pick from. I've seen mock drafts with Linderbaum available at 35. Yep. There's this kid out of UConn, the defensive tackle, uh, Jones. I'm blanking on his first name. Yep. Um, you know, because there's a sneaky need at, at defensive tackle, and mm. um, I, I think we're going to walk away from this draft being very happy with our second-round picks. Yeah, well, that's the biggest thing for me is because I think there's there could be two quarterbacks in the fr- top ten picks, and I think there's probably yep. three or four quarterbacks that go in the first round, which means those players that were first round grades are falling to 35 and 38 like you have two first round picks with four-year contracts sitting there at 35 and 38 i really really like that a lot but if we don't go receiver at Mm -hmm. 10 i think trading back into the first 
is like a necessity at that point because you're going to lose at least two players from the Chiefs and the Packers. Or catch this, you know, 35 or 38. You could even trade back, you know, trade back again. Um, it, so there's a lot of options. I'm excited. Yeah, no, absolutely. This is going to be a really exciting draft for the New York Jets. I thought last year was going to be really exciting, and it was. But when you traded away both thirds and you only had, like, the second pick in the second round and then nothing for the rest of the second or the third round, it was like, Green Bean, Matt, and I are sitting around. We're like, uh... I guess we're hoping for a trade. Like, I don't know. There's no other picks the rest of day two. And you look at the view count, the view count on day one and day three were so much higher than the day two. It was just, it was funny. But brother, thank you so much for the call. Right, right. You have been ejected from the cockpit. Ah, that was cool. All right, let's get over to Mumtaz's super chat. Mumtaz, thank you so much for being patient. I apologize about that. I did save it as a favorite and I just completely forgot to like, go back to it so that's that's on me um okay mumtaz celebrates 24 months of membership oh man mumtaz do you actually have the like legit Ooh, so you're about to get the crystal jet i think you're the first one ant jets is close he's got the he's got the purple jet with you that's that's cool i'm excited to see that i haven't seen that so i've only had the membership tier for like two years and these guys were like the first to join it so this is this is kind of exciting for me as like myself <laughs> um he says i hate these rumors about metcalf etc i do not want 25 to 20 uh, 20 to 25 million dollar player and give up two to three high picks for us to uh for for us that is not the right move we need to come away with five solid starters from this draft trade back not up so what if you did this mump test riddle me this let's say you offer Four to nine. What's the value there? Let's see what from pick four to pick nine. What is the difference in pick there? So that is a difference of about 500 points. So that's like a second round pick. So you're saying DK Metcalf is worth a second from nine to four. He's that obviously worth more than that. He's worth probably a, like a first and a third, something along those lines. Let's say you give up. We were willing to give up two seconds and a third for DK, uh, for, for Tyreek Hill. Let's say we give up a second and a trade-up. So now you're giving up two seconds, and then maybe it's a next year's second or third, something along those lines. But whatever it is, you now have 9, 10, let's call it 38, and DK Metcalf. So now you're getting your edge rusher at 9. You're getting whatever you want at 10, you know, if it's sauce, if it's, uh, you know, Linderbaum, if it, whatever it is, you've already solved receiver. So that those are the two biggest needs by pick nine. You have solved the two largest needs on your team, but I understand where you're coming from because you're saying you don't want to give up two to three picks for, for DK. And I completely understand that if it's too high picks, if you're giving up pick 10, a second or pick 10, a third, and like, like that's a that's a lot. I don't think they give up the tenth pick for DK just because I really don't think Seattle's going to trade for their original pick back. I think that there's some optics there that don't really jive uh, with that. I don't know, but look, five solid stars. Look, we got five solid stars last year. Like, let's let's omit Wilson from the conversation. You got Elijah Vera Tucker, Elijah Moore, Michael Carter, Michael Carter two, Brandon Eccles. That's five, and that was not even. That's five. 
that's not even like all your top top picks either. Like you like you went through the whole thing. There's still a lot of hype on Nasseraldine. There's still a lot of hype on Sherwood. Um, it's a lot of opportunities for the New York Jets for sure. Um, I saw some other super chats in here. Mutt Viles. Thank you, brother. He says, hey, Ryan, sent you three mocks on Twitter. First one is a trade with Seattle. Second one is a trade with the Steelers. Third is keeping four and ten. What do you think? All right. All right. Let's see. You sent in the super chat, so your boy's going to take a look at it. Um, all right. Thank you for sending it via DM and not, like, the other way <laughs> by tagging me. Okay, so first one. Sauce at 9, Hamilton at 10, Ojibo at 35, Kenyon Green 38, Christian Watson 69, DeMarvin Leal 72, with a 2023 first from Denver because of the trade downs. Um, Denver doesn't own the ninth pick, and I think that's where you traded down, so that doesn't make sense unless you're getting Denver's 2023 because of Seattle's trade. I guess that makes sense. Okay, that makes sense then. Oh, God, I really I don't love Hamilton. I feel like you need an edge rusher, and if you take Ojibo at 35 with a torn Achilles after having Lawson with a torn Achilles, I don't like that one. That's I'm gonna just because of that, I'm out on that one. But I love all the picks. Like literally all those picks, aside from Hamilton and Ojibo, like I'd probably flip those for like edge rusher 10 and then something else at, at 35. Um what else you got? What's the other one? So then you have 12, Jamison Williams, 20, Karloftis, 35, Linderbaum, ooh, Pickens, McCreary, Ojibo, McKinley. Yeah, okay, I'm doing that one, 100%. I like Karloftis. I'm a big fan. So that's the trade with the Steelers. How are you getting 12 then? I guess I'm a little lost with that. Uh, with no trade, you're saying Thibodeau 4, Sauce 10, Devontae Wyatt 35, Christian Watson 43, Petrie 69. And then we also have a 2023 fourth from India, 2023 fourth from Atlanta. I love that. Look, I mean, if I can get those players to sit still and like take 4, 10, 35, four, that would be 43 for Watson and 69 for Petrie. I get the feeling that Watson is going in the first round. I think his metrics were just so astronomically good that he'll wind up going a little bit higher. I do think Thibodeau for Sauce 10 is entirely possible. As much as I think Sauce is the second best or first best player in this draft, there is a, a possibility he slides. So of those, I would take the second one. I really like Jamison Williams, Carl Loftus, Linderbaum, Pickens, McCreary. Like that, that there's a lot of star-studded talent there. Uh, Edward Ziff, thank you for the super chat, says, how do I upgrade my membership? I actually don't really know. I think if you go to the join button on my homepage or below the video, there's probably some type of option to upgrade it, but it will pop up and it'll say like, so-and-so moved up from economy class to, you know, first class or uh, whatever the other one is. I don't remember what the other one is. Uh, but either way, I appreciate you being a member, brother. AntJets82 drops in with his 13 months of membership super chat. Gets a free super chat. Says, during free agency last year, when we signed Corey Davis, I found your channel. It was you, Greenbean O'Leary. 
You all do a great job. Let's go Jets. Wow, thank you. That means a lot. Like, it's interesting to see how my channel grows. It's the So my channel grows the most during the offseason because the Jets have sucked. Like, that's flat out what it is. It's If you talk to guys like uh, UCF Jaguar, any of the Jet YouTubers, you know, Lions YouTubers, things like that, it's, it's because our team stink is why we grow in the offseason. I also get laid off of work in December. So from December through March, I can just pump out content. So my, my channel starts to grow during that time. Um, but yeah, dude, I, myself, O'Leary and Greenbean, when I say we talk like every day, I have so much fun with those guys that just from you guys seeing the talk and Jets panel, there's probably an additional like two days worth of content that we could actually make. Like the, the three of us have such a good time together that like we have some things in the works. We were going to do a golf outing, uh, just before the draft, but Becca's baby shower and my, well, my baby shower with Becca is going to be a little bit uh, close to the draft, so I, I won't be able to do the golf outing the way I was hoping to do it. Uh, but we might wind up doing one in August before the season. I think there's a lot of... You know, I think people will have fun with that. But the three of us, legitimately... I invited those two guys to my wedding. Like I legitimately love them. I, I didn't meet Matt until the Green and White scrimmage this year, and I didn't meet Green Bean until I remember when I met him we were friends actually before that on a football forum and then I think we met we met to get pizza but I don't remember when that was like a year and a half ago I, I don't know if I was in the new house at that point or if I was in my old apartment but either way love me both those guys 100% great dudes I would go to battle with any of them all day all right We've got about 11 minutes. Let's see if we can get a few different phone calls on here. Phone number's on the screen. You get three minutes to plead your case. What's your draft wish list? Want to hear from you guys? Love it. Ooh, Kevin Chatta. Says, Ryan, you should intern at the Senior Bowl next year. I thought about going. Or I thought about trying to go. Ali went down there, but then I wouldn't be able to make videos. That's the only thing. It's, it's a little tougher. Call from Mike Muttviles. Muttviles, what's up, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. What's up, Ryan? How's the evening going? Dude, I'm hanging in there. I'm having a lot of fun talking to all these guys. Tell me, what's your what? draft wish list? At first, though, it was going to be with the KT, uh, KT at four, because I just want to pass rusher at four, because... I feel like we just need that one guy, though, that we haven't had since John Abraham. But after doing the mock I sent you, the, mm -hmm. especially the one with the Steelers, I feel like you can get one of those edges if they fall, mm -hmm. if teams start getting, like, QB hungry or something. I, like, I didn't expect to see Carl Lawson there at 20, and mm -hmm. then the first one with David Ojibo, I didn't expect to see him at 35. I understand that we tore his Achilles, mm -hmm. but look what happened with – what did I think? CJ – CJ Anderson, not Sanders. What the heck is his name? No, you're, you're talking about the, Rams, yeah, guy. you're talking about uh, Cam Akers. Yeah, Cam Akers. He tore his Achilles, and six months later, he's back playing for the playoffs. So I would, with the way just, I feel like Madison is now, that can help him. Yeah, look, I, that's what I hope Carl Lawson winds up being. But there's like still the fear of the Achilles. Like, 
I, wa- I was looking at a study and it was saying like 70 of 90 people who tore their Achilles came back from the injury. So there's still 20 of 90 people that don't come back from an Achilles injury. And then like the other 70 aren't necessarily, uh, you know, better than they were before. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm concerned. I think there's definitely concern with the Achilles. The ACL I'm a little less worried about, um, but definitely, definitely a little worried. I always thought about like AC, like ACL and Achilles injuries though they lose a step their first year and then the second year they just bounce back out of nowhere. I that's what I, I always thought with them. Yes, and I do think that the ACL is definitely closer to that. I think the the ACL is more of a mental game where the Achilles, like generally speaking, you don't have the same burst. Like Cam Akers is definitely the exception to the rule at least right now. Maybe that's what winds up happening like in the future, but like I'm. Until I see Lawson really come back from the Achilles, I'm going to be super weird about it. Right. Let me answer this one now. Mm-hmm. We take our edge rusher at four. We take, say, like Chris Olave, whoever, at ten. Mm-hmm. If Stingley folds, do you trade up for him or not? Say that again. You, edge rusher four, wide receiver ten, trade up for Stingley? Yeah, if he's still there, do you go get him, yes or no? Interesting. I hadn't really considered that. I kind of took Stingley off my board because of the injury, but if he's going to have, like, an elite pro day and they think he's healthy, I think it's possible. Um, I think if we go edge and receiver, though, I'm more willing to sit back at 35 and 38 and just let whoever falls at that point. Is it okay if I hang out with him for a little bit, or do you want me to come to him? Right. Let me ask this now. Are you going to be at uh, at Zach's uh, draft party uh, in a couple weeks or no? I'm not. So I we uh, I talked to Sack about it. He's doing a draft party in the city, and he wanted Green Bean, O'Leary, and I to go. But there's just so much that goes into, like, us producing, like, our actual event. And, like, from a financial standpoint, there's there's a lot more incentive for us to, to kind of be on YouTube for it. Not to mention I can drink my own free beer. Not that I would, probably wouldn't pay for a drink there, but it's kind of nice being in my own little environment and, and having that. But it was something we seriously considered because Green Bean, I was going to fly Green Bean up from, uh, where was he supposed to be? He was supposed to be in like Arizona or, or California or something at that point. We were talking about flying him in for a golf outing and it was just going to work out perfectly. But once we kind of determined like, hey, the golf outing's not happening because of the baby shower and like the, the, the aspects to the draft, like having the camera, having all the little ins and outs to be able to show the, the draft pick in live time to have the lighting and everything right there. I don't know how that setup would be in the city um, for me to just do it. Like, I'd probably have to devote some time to go down there, test it, and then do it. And I, I just don't have that kind of time right now to do it. But I would love to do it in the future. What Sack does is friggin' incredible. His Jets Lounge on Twitter and, like, all the stuff he puts together is, like, second to none. The guy's really a good dude. Of course. I'm in there, though, all the time, though. I love his uh, lounges. Dude, I Yo, love Tony I Richardson. I got to meet you. Let's go. Dude, we'll, we'll absolutely meet. 100%, brother. Thanks so much for the call. You've been ejected from the cockpit. Here. I see. Uh, where did I see? I saw someone ask me about a pizza place. Where did I see it? Kevin Chatta says, what's the best pizza joint? The best pizza joint? So I came up with a great idea that I don't know how to execute. <laughs> it's called the pizza joint. It's a dispensary on one side, it's a pizza place on the other side, and there's a top deck on top where you can smoke your pot and eat your pizza and just have a grand old time, and you can do it with anything. You can do it with the taco joint, the burger joint, 
it all makes sense. Who we got on the phone? Call from. Paul. What's good, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, what's going on? I am hanging in. There. I got a good. I got a good scenario for you. Ooh, let's go. If we keep... turn turn down your YouTube a little bit, I'm I'm getting a little feedback. But yeah. brother, I'm I'm excited yeah. to hear. There we go. We're up. Okay, number four, we go for sauce. Mm-hmm. That's seven league quarterbacks we got to face this year, and we have the second hardest schedule in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yep. We got to have sauce. Okay. Number ten, we trade down with Pitt. Okay. Okay, we get their number twenty pick, mm-hmm. and we get their uh, first next year. Yep. And their fourth this year, which adds up in points. Yep. Okay, with their number twenty pick, we get Carlotis. Yep. Okay. Love it. And then when we get down to thirty-five, before we get down to thirty-five, we trade the thirty-five pick and our fourth pick that we got from Pittsburgh. Okay. Up to. To 27 to get Jameson Williams. Oh, I love it. Love it. Done. 38, 38 we grab Zion Johnson. Ooh. And 69, we grab James Cook. Wow. Yes. 100%. Love James Cook. I was a big Dalvin Cook fan at the time. So his brother, I'm all on board. I really, really like Jameson Williams. Like, I pick, I want him. Pick with our fourth? Yep. With our first fourth pick is George Pickens. Ooh, you think he falls that far? I hope so. Oh, I would be great. I mean, I so there's a lot of uh, of to do about his like half of his production was in his freshman year. The next two years, not so much. Coming off the the ACL, tore up the combine. I think he's probably going in the second round. But man, if he's there in the fourth, I would run to the podium. Even if we took a receiver already, like I would, I would run to the podium. He didn't have a proven record yet. Sure. He was he was hurt. Yep. I mean, he you know he could fall. No, he could fall. You're not wrong. You're you're not wrong. That's just it. Like there's there's players that we deem as like value. Like everyone thought Elijah Moore would go in the first. Everyone thought Michael Carter would go in the second or third round. So them falling to those rounds, um, you don't see happening. Like if we're sitting at 35 and all of a sudden Traylon Burks is sitting there, like it's would it be that crazy? I don't think it's that insane considering where D uh, where DK Metcalf went, where AJ Brown went. Where Debo Samuel went, like I, I think it's it's entirely possible to to wind up sitting there. And we're obviously we're obviously not on the same wavelength as JD and that mm. crew. I mean, we yeah, only know half the story. Well, that's just it. Like we're not in the interviews. It's literally me watching YouTube videos, watching mock exactly. drafts, seeing where people that have inside information sort of think about. And I have people that talk to me and say they're insiders and things like that, but I don't know. I don't have any validation on it, so it's kind of me just going on what I believe in, and sometimes it's wrong. <laughs> it's exactly. just, sorry, exactly. it just is. All right, brother. Fingers crossed, man. Fingers, Fingers crossed. crossed, brother. You've been ejected <laughs> from the cockpit. Much appreciated, much appreciated. All right, we got one more phone call. Let's get another phone call in here. Boys and girls, if you haven't hit the like button, hit the like button. We have over 300 people in here, and we only have 205 likes. Get me up to 250, boys and girls. I know you can do it. I believe in you. I got to stop having three beers during these two-hour live streams because I wind up having to go to the bathroom real bad towards the end. <laughs> and then I wind up like, I just drink more beer. It's not not the best. You wind up getting a more irrational Ryan towards the end of these streams. Who we got? Final caller. Call from? Rob from Canada. 
Rob from America's Hat. What's up, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Yeah, this is uh, Rob from Canada. Um, What's from up, Hamilton, bro? Ontario, actually. I like it. I like it. Talk to me. What is your draft wish list? Listen, I'm a huge Jets fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I truly think that, you know, at four, they're, they're going to trade back in that pick. Yeah. Uh, I, I just all the negative attention with Mm -hmm. KT. It's just, I don't got a good feeling that Mm -hmm. they're going to take him. And I think that's, what's going to be there for us. Mm -hmm. You know what? I think it's going to be with Atlanta. Actually, they're going to try and jump Carolina. I'd um, love that. Division rival. Yep. And, and, you know, and then we're going to be sitting there with eight and 10 and we're going to take those two picks. And, you know, I really think, there's a chance that sauce might be there even at eight. Mm-hmm. And if it is, it's a no brainer. It's such a, it's, it's the most no brainer pick of all time at eight. Um, and then if he's not there, it's gotta be Jermaine Johnson mm-hmm. um, at eight. And yeah. then you follow, you follow up with 10, you get a wide receiver. Uh, me personally, mm-hmm. I absolutely love Traylon Burks. I, I know mm-hmm. they, he's sliding down, but you know, when I watch his film, He's he's blown by uh, Texas A and M by stumbling. Uh, he's running by Alabama's um, entire secondary. Uh, he did it for three years. He was a four star recruit. I mean, I'm taking him at ten. So if you go, let's say you go Sauce at eight, are you still going receiver at ten, or are you trying to go an edge rusher at ten at that point? No, if Sauce is there, and I'm taking Jermaine Johnson at ten. Okay. And even though I love Tra- Traylon Burks, we need we need edge, and I believe we need corner. Mm-hmm. Even though we got some young guys last year, and we did get DJ, mm-hmm. um, I I just think that you know if you got an opportunity to take a guy like Sauce Gardner, and he can be uh, Darrell Revis, one on one man corner i mean uh, that's that's huge and the length that he has mm-hmm. it fits in totally with salah's defense and uh, you know then look you got 35 and you got 38 right mm-hmm. so if it plays out where sauce is there and you take jermaine johnson at 10 mm-hmm. i mean they were willing to gamble with those picks for Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. I could see them jumping back up and get Jameson Williams or even if Traylon Burks is projected to go like fall down into the 20s you get him there Alave mm-hmm. um but there's really there's some good receivers in this draft yeah dude I'm I'm like so on board with trading back into the first for a wide receiver it's like not even funny like I don't want to touch one in the top 10 I think there's going to be so many that are there make your pick whatever you want, get up to the mid twenties. I think that's the way to go. And dude, I, I love sauce. Like I really do. It's such a weird conundrum for me. And you brought up that he's perfect for Salah's defense. Richard Sermon is like six foot three. And while they got him for a lot cheaper, if you could have gotten him in the first or second round, it like initially, like knowing what he is today or what he was in his, uh, in his prime, I think he would have been a first-round pick all day. But, brother. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for the calling. You have been ejected <laughs> from the cockpit. Uh, okay. That was a lot of fun. I got to talk with you guys for an entire two hours about who you want and who you don't want.
in the draft. It seems like the majority of you guys are edge rusher at four, and I completely agree. If we took Sauce, I wouldn't be upset. Because I don't know if he makes it to 10. I think there's a real shot the Giants are going to pull the trigger on him at 7. I think it's possible the, the, the Seattle Seahawks take him at 9 with us stealing DJ Reed. So I see Kevin Chad real quick before I move on. This I see what you're talking about. He says, Richard Sherman was past his prime with the 49ers. We don't need two cornerbacks in Salah's scheme. Where was Robert Salah before he was in San Francisco, Kevin? The answer is Seattle. With Richard Sherman in his prime. I don't know why Mumtaz's super chat keeps popping up there. <laughs> Every time we go to the, the side view. Wham! Voodoo Ranger. IPA. All right. It's been a lot of fun, boys and girls. I am exhausted. I'm tired. I'll be live tomorrow with Green Bean O'Leary and the Talking Jets crew. You guys know when it is, where it is. I love your faces. I'll see you tomorrow. J-E-T-A!